Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this glorious Feel Good Friday, May 26, 2023. This sports program starts right now. Feel Good! Friday is being celebrated all over the place as we all stare down a three-day weekend. Monday is one that obviously will take some thoughts and say thank you to a lot of people who have done things that none of us have the courage or ability to be able to do. But we will certainly take in the weather-breaking and life-being fantastic around the United States. The sports world is still cooking. Just a few weeks ago, or I guess a few days ago, we thought there was a chance that there would be something that happens in the NBA and the NHL Mm -hmm. for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. We thought there was a chance it was going to be a clean sweep in the Eastern Conference of the NHL and a clean sweep in the Western Conference of the NHL. It is no longer that because the Dallas Stars got a big-time win last night. But go back in time. And then there was a chance that it was going to be a clean sweep in the Eastern Conference Finals of the NBA Mm -hmm. and a clean sweep in the Western Conference NBA Finals, which it was. The Denver Mm -hmm. Nuggets knocked out the Los Angeles Lakers and the LeBron James era took a new turn as he contemplated retirement for the first time ever. That's right. Was that a distraction? Who knows? But I do know that we are now at a point where we might see a first time ever. Mm -hmm. Last night on Inside the NBA, which has won like 19 Emmys or something like that, Charles, Shaq, and Ernie, and Kenny, and everybody else that contributes to that program, they have created something magical. They Mm -hmm. know it. And since having the baby, I've been watching a lot of that show because not only before the game, it's something to watch. After the game, they do a full full show after the game that I don't know if a lot of people know is even happening. It is fantastic to watch it, but I've gotten some stuff out of this thing and I forget the exact first two numbers a lot it's like 150 times okay in the NBA has there been a 3-0 start mm-hmm. for one side or the other mm-hmm. and it was like 41 or something or 51 maybe in that era area that's the number of times it's got to a game six okay after mm-hmm. the 3-0 start then the last stat was three Ooh. That was the number of times they got to a game seven Okay. Okay. after starting 3-0. And then zero, obviously, was the number at the end of that, was the amount of times a team has come back from 3-0 and actually won. All those game sevens, which was a Charles Barkley stat, all happened on the road for the team that was down 3-0 at one point. Mm. If the Boston Celtics, after another smashing win Hell against yeah. the Miami Heat last night, where they've completely flipped this Series. Oh, yeah. 180. On its head. Blowouts the yep. other way. Uh-huh. It seems like we're staring down a potential game seven at home for the Boston Celtics because they were supposed to obviously win this entire thing and had a better seating than the Miami Heat did. We'll go to the toxic table at Ty Schmidt. How you doing? You lost to the Stars. Okay, no oh, big deal. Boy. Story of the day, though. At Boston, Connor, a man who has an incredible bandana on across the forehead, letting the hair flow a little bit on his Feel Good Friday. His Celtics are all the way back. Maybe Missoula shouldn't have been fired four different times already. Yeah, well, that's the thing. When things are bad, everyone's going to point at something. You know, on Monday, the conversation was the Boston Celtics, they don't mm-hmm. like each other. They've been, you know, fake nice to each other throughout this run because oh. why wouldn't you? Joe Missoula, as you just mentioned. They got no respect for him. They got no respect for nope. him. They don't listen to him. They think he's a bad coach. He only watches the town. He's lost the locker room. He's got to leave. He's got to get fired. That's all bullshit now. I'm glad that the team has kind of responded to the criticism after that three-game start, which was terrible. But there are a few things that I would love to be happy about, but you can't be because 
Three two standard series. Yeah, yeah. standard series have been here. All, where were you then? Who cares? Where are you right yeah. now? Yep. Three two series. Mm-hmm. Philly. These have happened all the time. Yeah, yep. just happened against Philly. Down three two. Have to go on the road get a win. But with the Heat, this is our third you know Eastern Conference Finals against the Heat specifically in the last five years, four years, and the Celtics have won Game Five all three times by exactly thirteen points. And the Miami Heat have won Game Six. Every single series now. Oh yeah, so that matters exactly. It matters, right? the top, yeah. but you don't. Yeah. You don't you think like that matters. Thing. It does. It, it does. Those players that were playing in those games in the past, their ghosts are going mm-hmm. to right into the building. Yep. Same players. And they're going to say, "This is how it goes." Stat yeah. that. Same this players. Is the actual script. hashtag stat that. that. Same players. But uh, as wow. you've pointed out, it doesn't mean a fucking thing. The Celtics are playing completely opposite basketball that they did game three. They're actually finishing games because they're up by 15 at the end of the first quarter. And you go back to game one and game two. Okay, well, this doesn't mean shit because fourth quarter with six minutes left. Jimmy Buckets is going to come in and he's going to lead the Heat back to the promised land and get, get the win. And the Celtics haven't. They've closed. They've played defense, which is awesome. And now there's got to be some concern for Miami because you said, you know, no team has ever come back and won that seventh game. Three teams have got to that seventh game. Game six for Miami is game seven because if it comes back to Boston, it's over. The, the, the Celtics are not going to lose at home. I mean, we saw it. Really? No, no. We saw it with Philadelphia. What happened to Philly? One half of the hammer. Bad. Cowboys. Tone Diggs looks fantastic today. He pointed up into the rafters. Not going to lose in Boston, huh? Yeah, well. Not going to be able to do it. That's not uh-huh. something that. Especially in that garden, same yeah. exact place. Oh, well, yeah, same exact thing. Close you just pointed garden. out how the last three series, you know, the Heat have won game six. It's two different sports, but I appreciate the sense. No, we're just saying the same thing was being said. Yeah. but Same thing was being said. Yeah, yeah, but also let's just look at the same team in the same sport against Philly, game seven. We beat them by 30 points, and Jason Tatum had the most points in a game seven in the history of the NBA. So I, I get that, yeah, sure, the Bruins did Hell of a regular season. Hell of a regular season. And they won't lose in the garden. No, no, not not the Celtics. Thank God the Panthers are doing what they're doing because it would be much more painful if the Panthers weren't Uh. in the Stanley Cup final now. So I am very happy about that, actually. But no, if the basketball gods point the direction to Boston Celtics in Boston against the Heat in Game 7, yeah. You can bet on Tatum scoring 40 points, <laughs> and you can bet on the Celtics winning. All right, well, congratulations to Boston having a chance to be back in there because they don't ever get to win. Never, you know what I mean? No. That is the thing the about Boston fans is they don't, they don't ever get a chance to really celebrate their no. sports yep. teams. No. It's brutal. So if the Celtics were to get swept there by a team that, from Miami and everything like that, just clean sweep, like we would have felt bad for the city of Boston for sure. because like they don't ever get a chance to say, our team did it. Exactly. Yeah, haven't won a title since 2018. It's been a long time. That's that's what I'm saying. And they won two that year. And, still. you know, teams haven't made the playoffs every single year in every single sport and had a run and a right. realistic shot and hope in every single one of them. So we would have been bummed out for them. But, God damn it, if they get another notch under their belt that they're the first team. Because he, you heard him say, uh, Red Sox, first team ever, oh, down yeah. 3-0. Yep. We did Boom. that. That got brought up. Mm-hmm. If they're the first basketball team ever in the history yeah. of the NBA playoffs mm-hmm. to be down 3-0 and then completely flip it on its head, oh, to make it into the, the finals, to mm-hmm. win the Larry O'Brien championship trophy, mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to be loud about it. Oh, yeah. Very loud. And then that's going to lead right into football season. And they're going to be loud about that. It's yeah. like this is a potential real fodder amplifier oh, yeah. for the New England fans, and we don't need any more of that. No, we don't. Now, what we do need a little bit more of is... Have the Dallas, has Texas hockey? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Crawling back. What about him? I'm just worried about the... You know, because in the Eastern uh, Conference there, hockey... Mm-hmm. Two overtimes, 
Two overtime two games? Over two games, right? One point spread every single game. Two overtimes, a 1-0 game, and then the four second. And the four point three seconds, which would have went to overtime, which actually sealed the series. So conversation in Think Tank over there was that has to be the closest and tightest sweep in the history of any sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Any sport. Definitely. Oh, two overtime, then a 4.3 seconds left. Yeah. That one's going overtime. All one goal spreads to win it. Felt like the Kaniacs were going to win mm-hmm. every single game. It wasn't just like, uh, hey, this team's outright better than – kind of stinks for the Kaniacs. Yeah. Right? yeah. Kind of how that whole thing went, especially with how small a puck is yeah. mm-hmm. and how a goal yep. is and how much room and the things and deflections and how a goal could go one way or the other in any of those overtimes. It's four of them that game won. And completely go the, yes. the opposite direction. Yeah. The Vegas Gold Knights, and I'll let Dallas Stars right back in. Uh-oh. I don't know if I'd go that. 3-1 right now. Yeah. Hey, going yep. back to Vegas, which is a tough barn. Worst and our guy Stoner barn. is obviously going to be Stoner. Yeah. But I, we thought this was a clean sweep. I thought mm-hmm. this was going to be a clean sweep for the good of hockey. Yeah, I did for a little bit. But uh, then I was, you know, I mentioned it yesterday on Hammer Don. Um, talked to Nick about it. I, I think a gentleman's sweep is okay. It's in play. Hey, we'll let Dallas have one, you know, even if it just means so so Gumpy can kind of have a shred of his sanity. I'm glad that the Stars got one last Sweet night. Sweet hair. Sweet hair. Great hair. Unbelievable hair. Well-conditioned. Need to take a picture of that and put that in the thing that they sent me back to send and just exactly. say, do we want you this in this? America or not? Yeah. You see this <laughs> guy? Do. Yeah, I'm thinking we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that'll do. That'll do. Uh-huh. Immigrations officers over there are saying... Are we done so here? We're done. we're done. Yeah. But no, I'm I'm not worried at all. If I if I know Stoner, if I know the boys, he was saying, hey, yeah, it's it's awesome being able to close out a series on the road. Unbelievable doing it in front of their fans. Steal a soul. Exactly. Yeah. Steal a soul right out of them. Whoa. But what's even sweeter is doing it in front of the home crowd in the toughest barn in the NHL, T Mobile Arena. You know, Robo, he he sharpened his skates last night and he sharpened his blade. Okay. He had two goals. You know, he's they've the, the stars have been waiting for him to show up. He finally did. The thing that no one's really talking about, and you know, Moose Messier mentioned it last night uh, in between intermissions. He said Aiden Hill's fucking standing on his head. Yeah. You know, this guy is keeping he's keeping the Golden Knights in the game right now. He's mm-hmm. playing unbelievable. He's been hot since he got the call. John, sign paper. How do you feel about John, how do you feel about Messier and uh, TV? They, were, they had sticks out yesterday. Oh yeah, Th- those boys have so much fun out there that I love watching it. I absolutely love watching it. Um, you know, do I pay attention to what they're really saying? Not exactly. But if <laughs> but if Moose is talking, yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. thinking I'm listening. Yeah, the Moose, the Moose, exactly. Uh, but but again, you know, the it went to overtime. It was a close game. Vegas could have won. You know, hotly contested. They didn't play their best game by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, they let up? No, they're just relaxed. Oh, they didn't oh. let up. It was kind of just you know, hey, again. These guys, namely Gump, they need this one. Mm-hmm. If I know Stoner, Stoner, knows. Canadian yeah. Stoner boy, does know. Canadian lad, he knows another Canadian lad. This guy is on, he's six feet from the edge, and he's thinking maybe six feet ain't so far down. <laughs> okay. Well said. And uh, so, yeah, you know, so we give one back. That's okay. The boys are going to be ready to go. They're going to be ready to go. I fully expect them to, to close this thing out on Saturday night in Vegas. The boys after the game were clearly disappointed. I believe that is what this random shot is that's being put up on the board here. Mm -hmm. Taking the gear off. Yeah, just a little bit bummed, you know, and they know they let down all the golden nighty acts. Exactly. Come on, boys. Here's Aces. Come on, Doc. All the nighters. Hey, what's the fan base called, Nick? Knights of the Round Table, right? 
Oh, I know they. I know they live in the realm. Are you Knights of the Golden Table or whatever? They're I gonna, like. They're going to close it out. I like Golden Nighty Axe. Golden Nighty Axe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, shout out to the Golden Nighty Axe getting a chance to maybe wrap this thing up at home. And if we know the Golden Knights program mm -hmm. in operation, yep. That pre-game show. Oh yeah. Look out, Chris Angel. I think there's a chance, right? Might be time. This might be time to have Chris mm -hmm. Angel come out as all the players are on the ice for the national anthems. He takes goalie pads off goalie, yep. puts them on Eichel, mm -hmm. takes Eichel's legs, puts them on goalie, yep. and the home of the... And then Chris... Yeah, he explodes he, up from center ice. Yeah, he yep. disappears mm -hmm. out there. And then they're like, what are we doing with our... We don't have a goalie now. That's okay, because our, our Aiden Hill is like 6'7", so Jackie Aces is going to be fucking Chara out there, and he's going to... You know, I don't know, score four or five goals, maybe? Hey, let's so. go, 90X. Let's yeah, go, 90X. Come I mean, on, if, boys. If they're doing magic, they should have Michael Griffin come in and swallow, like, eight pucks. Could you imagine? Eight if, what? Pucks. Oh, okay. Could you, could eight you pucks down there? Yeah. How many swallows. pucks do you think the great American escape hero could put yeah. down? Yeah. That's a great question. Eight. He did, what, 40, 40 needles? Na yeah, 40 needles. It oh, depends needles. how Not nails. Yeah, not no, nails. No, no, no. I, I, I corrected my, I caught okay. myself there. I wouldn't disrespect him like that. Eight pucks. I don't know. It depends how hard he punches himself. You know in the who stomach. could do? Well, it's the hit too. Yeah. Punch on yeah. the hit. Yeah. Yep. Joey Chestnut could do eight pucks, maybe ten. Yeah, I in. think you're right. Joey Josh Chestnut could somehow get ten pucks down there. Right I think then. so. And then he would. He's dumping them out. I guess. No, he's just got. You got to go right into surgery. Just cut them out. Joey Jaws Chestnut's going to need yep. surgery. Yep. I doubt it. I've seen that guy drink 13 beers, pints of beer, mm -hmm. yep. in I think a minute and 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. No, Crazy. absolutely. His feats are un, you know, matched. Then but. he also took down, I think, a bottle of vodka that night. Yes, yep. he did. did he, yep. he took down an actual bottle of vodka. He oh, was yeah. good until that mix. So we had Joey Jaws Chestnut, the greatest eater of all time. Uh, right. For sure. By far, goat. There is a second place. They can battle for mm -hmm. that conversation. Kobayashi. Joey Jaws is number one of yep. all time. He just so happened to be in Indianapolis on New Year's Eve because he had a show on New Year's. I think he was doing... He was doing like the cocktail sauce thing or yeah, something. Yeah, some competition. And we had a friend that knew him, and we were doing a New Year's Eve like variety show, mm -hmm. basically as a big party. It was a great time. Great time. As soon as I found out, like four days beforehand, that maybe we could have Joey Jaws Chestnut be a part of the show, he just wondered if he could have a ticket and come. And we are like, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, thinking you, you can. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe. And so we started like brainstorming ideas. He was like, I could just drink like all the beer. And I was like, okay. oh, just all the beer? He was like, it's New Year's Eve, right? I could just drink some beer or whatever. And I was like, how many beers are we thinking, Joe? Because I'm, I'm a beer chugger as well. He's like, 10, 11, 12, 15. I'm like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? What, Joe? What are you, how are you, you going to do it? We, we landed on 13, I think. Mm -hmm. I think it was because the, the wheelie table that we had, yeah, yep. it, that was the most amount of pints that it could stay. Yeah, there it is. The wheelie table we took out could only t handle like 13 wide. And he just, he destroyed these beers. I mean, it wasn't even a conversation. But I think it's like 70 seconds, this thing. seventy. I forget the exact amount of time. I guess we'll find out here in a couple moments. But he took them all down. Didn't puke, nothing. No, no. This is how we end the show. We ended the show with this, and then we went to the after party. At the after party, he was hanging out backstage. He drank an entire bottle of vodka. Yeah. Dog. He was also casually sipping on a couple pounders in between that vodka, too, back there. Look at him Jeez. shaking it out. He's just, what, what was it, eight? He's still doing, I mean, it what is. What a weapon. Unfucking, I think he, I'm thinking he could take eight pucks. 
I, I, I think he might be right. I'm thinking Still. there's no problem with that. Shout out to Joey Jaws, dude. Hey, baby, baby Joe. Joe. Love you, Joe. I believe he lives in Indiana. Old oh, $20 chef taking a hot lap there. Mm-hmm. Todd McComas in there. Friends of the program. People that, you know, have ventured into their own. Todd's, hey, I think Todd's about to, in the crime world, Here I think Todd's go. about to really, mm-hmm. I'm very fucking happy for old yeah. Bill's dad. That's oh, yeah. Awesome. entire thing. Yeah. Sean built a bar, I believe. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Doing stand-up again, back in the whole game. Here mm-hmm. we go. And that night, we got a chance to witness fucking history. I, I think that was maybe some of the most befuddled I'd ever been when I thought to myself, how has this guy's got to handle this? And then you go watch him on 4th of July, and he takes down however many hot 70 dogs. 70 hot yeah. dogs. That's no happy. problem at all. What a guy. I'm thinking he could eat eight pucks. Happy for the Dallas Stars getting a win. Congrats. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, go but Bone Knight's going to take it out. Go ahead, Tone. I don't know if you've seen the hashtag stat that uh, rolling around the internet, though. Um, but because the Florida Panthers are the eight seed and they only got the eight seed because the Penguins lost to the Chicago Blackhawks, who are the worst team in the league and got the number one overall pick, that if the Penguins would have won that game, the Penguins would also be in the Stanley Cup final right now because they would have been the eight seed and beat the Bruins oh, yeah. on the Caniacs. Well, congrats to the Panthers. Yeah. We go, Panthers. The Penguins just weren't good. It wasn't just that game. There's two games we lost, Columbus and Chicago, I do believe. Because the Penguins absolutely fell apart whenever they were told, you can't fall apart at this exact moment. Yep. Instead, Florida gets in, and they go on a run to the Stanley Cup final. Congratulations. That's hockey. That's beautiful. Speaking of beautiful, the man joining us now from an attic in Ohio, 40 minutes earlier than normal. Ooh. Beautiful. College football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup uh Winner. Yeah. yeah. Not a champion, though. Want a match. Champion of Ohio as a whole, just the entire state. Father of 10, COVID survivor thus far. Yep. Yeah. We all have, yeah. by the way. First generation. We've lost a lot of great, a lot of great people. Too many. But we have survived COVID thus far, and we will continue to do so. You know why? Because we're ready. It's and right. we have this man, the champion of Ohio, to guide us through it all, the ever handsome A.J. Hawk. Yay! Yay! A.J., good to see you on this Feel Good Friday, pal. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. I know I had to jump on early. You got some Chris Angel talk early. Uh, he could really well, throw a wrench in these NHL playoffs. If he was to take the goalie's legs off of at any moment mm-hmm. and put it on a forward or a the center. Other, yeah, defenseman. Defenseman yeah. would be the absolute worst, I guess, because you're skating backwards. Yeah. yeah. So that would be – so if Chris Angel really wanted to do this for Vegas, he loves Vegas, right? He does love mm-hmm. Vegas. If he wanted to, as the national anthem's going, he will go out there – Take one Dallas Stars player's legs, defenseman's legs, mm-hmm. off of the body, and then he will take goalie's pads and legs and put them on body yeah. and make it like at least a 24-hour seal. Yeah. You know, so can't mm-hmm. can't change anything, and that would certainly seal the deal for the Las Vegas Golden Knights if Chris Angel was all the way in. Yeah, what if they actually what, – what if he said, you know what, I want to see some goals tonight, and he switches the tops of both the goalies. So the Vegas goalie is playing for Dallas, and the Dallas goalie is playing for Vegas. Wow. Whoa. 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 So it's like, where's the brain? Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are we working with the body or the brain or the legs? Because you still get some great kick saves uh-huh. probably exactly. on the other side, depending upon who's did, controlling what. Did I see Chris Angel's legs in this office yesterday? What do you mean? What, what Wasn't he, he was his legs wearing those football pants were in this office yesterday, weren't they? He put his legs on on Herbo's. Yeah, you talking about Herbie. Herbie had football uh, knee pads in his sweatpants yesterday. Oh, I did not see that. Did he? Was he playing? He he had black pants with gray with a gray crotch. 
I didn't even see. Did, I didn't did we see take a picture? Of this? I didn't notice that anybody. Did we? Yeah. Everybody, you you're, wearing, you're wearing knee pads like Kanye West out and about. Or you? He, he was. You got Muay Thai pads on next. <laughs> what are we? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Oh yeah, dead serious. How did I not see this? I what am I doing? I you were the one that pointed them out to me. No, no. It was, it was after the show. I walked out there. I noticed it and I said. Herbie, are you wearing fucking knee pads in your sweatpants? What the hell is going on here? He tried to say, like, no, they're just a little baggy and they're covering it. It was like, no, 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 you're wearing. So he looked like he had, like, uh, swollen kneecaps? That's yeah. what it looked like? Yeah. It was crazy. Did what he have a hell? game after work? Maybe was he going to have a pickup game after the show or something? Maybe he was also, maybe he's laying some floor and some carpet. Yeah, he could have been. Yeah. 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 Maybe he did yeah. have those big fucking knee pads that they have yeah. that they're down in there. You ever see those ones? Yeah, of course. That the carpeting folks oh, yeah. wear? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Those knee pads are like this it's big. like street yeah. hockey. Yeah. They, they, so like, you can sit back on your butt, too. They have like the build up around your back. So yeah. That was Herbie's pants? Yes. Very similar. Whoa. They have the no. A on it? No. no is, that Herbie, is that a picture of him? H. Or is that someone else? Well, that's Chris Angel. I, I think th- those were the pants, though. Remember, he wore these as he was dongling from Looks the like center a of Allegiant Stadium. Yep. Did they have cleats on the His shoes have cleats on the bottom? He oh made him appear goodness. once he walked onto the. Uh, Those are his professional wrestling. Were they studs? Let's <laughs> let's move along. Let's cover all. The, let's talk about all the things that have happened this week that we haven't chatted about. We are massive Chris Angel fans. We just don't know why he hasn't done that. Right. Mm-hmm. To really seal the deal for the Golden Knights. Yeah. Could be waiting until the finals. We'll see. Make right. You can only do that once. I think he'll get banned from the arena. Exactly. By the NHL if he's moving people's legs to other people's legs. I think so. Let's go with some uh, stories. Russell Wilson's in the best shape he's ever been in. You see this jawline on Russell Wilson Ooh, as he's out. reported to comp with the Denver Broncos in his second year alongside wow. Sean Payton as the new head coach and offense coordinator. Russell Wilson says... I feel lean and mean, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel lean and I feel mean. Didn't give an exact uh, update, I guess, on how much weight he has lost or anything like that. But it is very apparent that this particular Russell Wilson is different than last year's Russell Wilson. Now, was Russell Wilson bulking up last year for a reason? Did he think that they, he would make him a more durable player, a better player? Or did he potentially just not worry about it all to, as much with everything else going on in his life? This year, obviously a focal point, And... I think it's good news for the Denver Broncos fans. Last time we seen Russ this thin, huh? He was laughing in his bed. Yep. Ooh. Just signed a hundred some million Lost. dollar deal. And had sex. Potentially inter- intercourse with his uh, wife, Sierra. Definitely. Who was next to him. <laughs> 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 yeah. You remember yeah. that jawline in that video? He was a dog then. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was a great player then. And I think maybe Sean Payton is happy to see that jawline as well, AJ. Yeah, he does look good. He looks younger. I mean, nice lineup, nice haircut. I wonder how, like, how much he probably lost, what, 10 pounds? Put on a little bit 10? of muscle, maybe? Uh, Come on. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 60. Loose fat, add muscle. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do yeah. right now, to be honest. His pre is where I'm at now, trying to get to what this is. But he also might have learned in, I don't know how relatable this is uh, in some places because they don't care about this stuff. But mm-hmm. you ever go to an event and you take a picture with somebody who takes pictures for a living? What they tell you to do with your, like, face and jaw. In like the way you turn and you're angling mm-hmm. for the photo, oh, like at a wedding, and like never give away your neck, and like hey, let's put the jaw down, okay? Let's go and elongate the jaw. Let's put that thing down. Mm-hmm. And you're taking pictures with these humans that are transforming into like different figures almost. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the photo and they look normal, and it's like that had to be so uncomfortable. But there is tricks. To- Do you think Russ maybe just took some tricks? <laughs> Do you think this press conference, oh. wherever they said, how much, how much weight have you lost? And he's like. So much weight. <laughs> he so, wouldn't move. Not even bleeding. Stuck. 
he's stuck right As Bro, do you have a do you have a neck issue no i've just been trained on how to look awesome no this is was it just lighting or did he because he looks he looks like 40 pounds lighter. Yeah. Optically different. Different and I, person. And my weight has come and gone as well. But like Russell Wilson's like, remember, he takes his yeah. shoulder pads to Monaco. Uh-huh. And like he is all these super. Spend, spends a million on his body every year. That, that was the thing. Right. He does. I thought it was photoshopped, AJ. I, I, I thought it was yeah. photoshopped. I mean, he has multiple layers on in the picture on the left, but his head and face, yeah, he does look, yeah, much, much leaner. I guess. He just looks good, man. So when I'm sleeping on a flight to England mm-hmm. for a game. Sure. He's doing knee pads at altitude. That's right. Yep. During other people's rest time. Yep. He was still 40 pounds heavier than everybody. Karaoke, what, too. I guess. What's that, AJ? Those karaoke down the aisle. That's how good his feet work, his footwork is. Those tiny little aisles, he can do karaoke. Hey, were you a, were you a lazy ass karaoke or pretty? I was a pretty solid karaoke. Yeah, I was. No, I, yeah. I, you can't. You, you're lazy. You got to do it again. Got to go back. So, of course. <laughs> knee got to go high. You know, we need a good yeah. punch on that knee up there. Wow. <laughs> And it makes you – and the first time you learn to do that when you're a young kid, you think you look so sweet. So yeah. sweet. Yeah. We had a – I think yep. – I forget how old I was, but the soccer team had a warm-up on the field that we started in these – we had these brand-new warm-ups. Okay. Looked so sick. Mm-hmm. Added the thing into it. I was like, bro, oh. Umbra? we look so yes. cool right Someone now. Someone take a photo. Umbra warm-ups? No, no, dude, I believe it was uh, Nike. I mean, please, let's have, Whoa. <laughs> have some respect for looking cool at the particular <laughs> time that we were. It was awesome. It was insane, yeah. It was the the Beadling team. Red, white, We were red, white, and blue, too. Oh. Yeah. It's some dogs on that team. But the karaoke is always fucking awesome. It's a great Did you show. do A-skip, B-skip, all that shit, obviously, and everything? Yeah. Did you do that in high school? We started that in high school. In high school, we started doing all that, yeah. See, I didn't do any of that until I got to college. Karaoke, I expert. But whenever they started doing like A skip, B skip, and all this other running shit, I had yeah. no idea what we were doing. I was in a bad I was in a bad spot for a bit. That can expose you quick, all those weird running things. Oh, yeah. I was lucky. My brother's two years older than me, and he had gone, and he was already playing in college, so he would kind of come back and let me know what they were doing, all the different things. Yeah. Seven times. Try to like have some rhythm with it. Try to be good oh, with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. The, the kick down, and Barros would be like, "Bullshit." That one sucks, <laughs> like, bro. I don't hey, know. Did you have? Uh, did you have some shoulder uh, circuit type thing at Barros? Jack told me to ask you about it. Where he like the minimum was one thirty five on the bar, and you had to do like a billion reps of like upright row, high pole. Pro, military press and you couldn't let the bar down he every yeah like, and then you had to end asinine. it with, had to end it yeah. with this one yeah 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 you okay. had to so you clean yeah you had to press you had to clean i think you had to press clean catch clean and then upright row and it was like couldn't you can't put the bar down right no yeah so there's a lot of like fucking balancing the bar <laughs> yeah. on your leg yeah <laughs> yeah it was uh yeah hypertrophy yeah that was it was impossible dude it was absolutely fucking impossible i don't know how he would never be able to do what he did now. No chance. But it was like, I was so, th- we were all very thankful for it as we were just faster, stronger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from, from every, than everybody else. Tougher. It, yeah. Like from, from definitely the tougher. Yeah. <laughs> definitely tougher after that particular summer. Yeah. When you're almost dying every single day out there. Yeah. From the stories, it sounds like it's up. Like you guys being unbelievable at West Virginia. If you guys stunk, could you imagine what? The reception would have been for him. Can't stink. Yeah, can't That's yeah. the type of thing, like, whenever a new coach yeah. comes to town, want to be an asshole. Like, okay, you can be an asshole, uh-huh. but we're going to need to win. Yeah. Because if we don't win and you're an asshole, you're going to get... If you, yeah, we, yeah, we've tried your way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sucks and we suck, so we cannot do that. The more Deion Sanders speaks and describes his coaching style to people, 
the more headlines it makes on the internet. Because I think a lot of people are slowly realizing that, like, Deion Sanders is a hard-ass coach. Mm -hmm. It's not just, like, glitz and glamour, we're having a good time out here. Deion's like, these parents have been making bitch-made cats. Mm -hmm. that, like, Deion's like, everybody's too easy on their kids, in different words. He's not uh -huh. speaking how I'm speaking. But that is how, so we got to hold them accountable. These dudes got to earn their number. Mm. They're doing everything. I don't think people realize that, like, Deion is just, like, the, like an old-school coach. And I'm very happy that he's making his way into the big names because I think we need more of that, AJ. I think we need more of that, not less of that. Well, Dion's like he he is a cool mixture hybrid of yeah, like outwardly with he's he's up on the social media stuff. He understands the game and how it works and we got to we got to get some pub for this this uh team and sell tickets which he's done at an alarming rate wherever he goes. Bro, that he, Nebraska he holds him accountable. Yeah, Sorry, AJ, go ahead though. Oh, you're good. Yeah, but then he sit he's like He's like Bear Bryant on the practice field. Like he, they don't mess around. I was watching a lot of their behind-the-scenes stuff when he's showing their winter workouts and they're running hundreds and how, like, just how he is and how his whole staff is. I'm like, yeah, it's good, man. Like, I think the guys, if you're a guy, you're gonna love him, and if you're not, you're gonna hate him. Like, if you're a scrub, you're not gonna enjoy that. And there's some guys that are gonna be guys that that isn't gonna be for them either. Like, that is not yeah. their style of operating. But if he gets his guys in there and they're like that, guaranteed success rate. Yes. If people buy into hard work, mm -hmm. you're going to succeed. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah, the question is how much. Like, what does that look like? Can they go undefeated? What can they be? I don't know. We'll Not this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's going to take a couple the years. The over-under is three oh, and a half. Oh, of course. TCU, their, their first game, I think, right? TCU? Yep. Well, and I think, like, the FBI, which, you know, whatever. That's It's an AI thing. It's it's all this other bullshit. But I think, aren't they They're ranked as, like, the worst team in D1 this year, which doesn't really make sense. But it's, it's Colorado? Yeah, yes. it's going to take a little bit, I think. Feels like that FBI thing is interesting. and I, But I just want to let everybody know, we are a fan of hard-ass coaches. Yeah, 100%. We, like, we are. Them. I think it's good. I think it's good for future. I think, like, I needed, like, I couldn't even imagine, you know, if it was just a very, I mean, like, I'm very lucky that I had people that, I don't want to say assholes, but, I mean. You need them. At certain yeah. stages, needed some assholes yeah. to me. Like now more than ever, you're either, too. You're either coaching or allowing it, right? And that whole mm -hmm. water coach, you're either coaching or you're allowing it. And it's that's one hundred percent true. Same thing with parenting, same thing with whatever age you're coaching too. Like you you gotta be on it. You gotta care as the coach. Yeah, because life, you know? Hey, life's coming. Like there's so many things that I like have learned from Barwis or even fucking Rich Rod. Yeah. And then you go through like they were Barwis we loved. Richrod didn't want us to like him, mm -hmm. like when he was the head coach. He didn't. He, it was very clear he did not. Are want they us. attached? Was Barwis and Richrod attached to each other? Yeah, he went up to Michigan okay. after when Rich. That was that. Mike Joseph, the guy, still there, good guy. But our relationship with Barwis was like uh, next level. Go to war for him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was that was a tough thing for him to, him to come through there. But there's a lot of times where I think back to like shit that they said either to me or to a teammate while person was fucking up. And it's like, as I'm about to, like, I'm like thinking, I'm like, all right, yeah, good call, good call, good call, good call. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's like, you need those types of things. And I'm happy that Dion is potentially going to be the face. But obviously, Saban, yep. allegedly, hard-ass coach, but he gets along with everybody. Kirby seems to be a fucking dog. Yeah, right? speech. Yeah. I mean, the way he, it, it is, it's interesting that my immediate thought is that all these coaches are soft. But then you start thinking of all the good teams. And it's like... Mm -hmm. Accountability, 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 accountability. That's pretty much like, yeah. Hey, and also the humans afterwards, like who we're going into. It's like I, I hope that continues to spread. I hope we like hit a cycle almost. 
Look else? at the Miami Heat, man. Look at the Miami Heat. That's what they are. It's like accountability. They talk about all how they're measuring body fats, and they they really okay. You're going to be in shape if you want to play on this team. You're going to be in great basketball shape, and they just seem to outwork everybody. Like that's what their whole team is. And do you think that there's a chance? People were scared to do that, obviously. People yeah, were scared yeah. to do that because they thought, especially in a recruiting game, but with NIL possibilities now, you're, like, working. Yeah. So, like, hey, you're working. Yeah, this is yep. – so instead of, like, having to keep everybody liking you, which I think a lot of coaches thought they had to do, like, well, I can't be rude because he'll just go somewhere. It's like, well, now he's getting paid 550000 to be here. So now maybe yep. the coaches can be a little bit more like – Hey, you got to be a fucking pro now. Yeah. Okay? This is your job. You got to do this. You got to do this. If you don't, this motherfucker will. Right. And that money will be gone. Like, there's a chance that this helps it in that particular facet as well, which I don't think I've really thought of until this exact moment right now. And also, there's a good chance. Like, a lot of these kids are going to need to be humbled. It's like you're coming into college. You're already a millionaire. You're making a bunch of money. Like, now more than ever, you need someone to kind of be on your ass and hold you accountable. Otherwise, it's like, you know, yeah, I'm getting paid a shitload of money. I'm starting on this team. Like, I can kind of I can kind of do what I want. Like, I've already made it. I mean, granted, that's not going to be for everybody, but I'm sure there are going to be a lot of kids who are like that. Well, and that's exactly why some coaches might be scared to point to the next guy because you have to have the resume to be that prick, right? Like Saban, all those guys we just yeah, made. I think if you have a contract, I think contract can replace the resume is what I'm saying. Yeah, but if some kid is getting paid 500 With grand, it. right, and he's at Bama, yeah, how bro. much – yeah, how much is a West Virginia going to pay a kid from Bama who's getting 500 So what grand? are we paying? I think we're paying a guy pretty good, I think. You well, know what Pat that, said? That basketball player that ba- you guys got is getting a lot of money. I think so, and I think there's Real. maybe think, the running back of West Virginia. football have it? Oh, yeah. What? What? Like, what do you mean? Okay, how many points do you want in that fucking week two match? Ooh, <laughs> here we go. Okay, pal? Here I'm we like, go. I'll let Vegas decide that. 18, maybe? <laughs> Take that right now. Take, Take that right now, because what happens if they beat Penn State? Dude, I'm not... I'll, we'll let Vegas figure it out. <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, who's I, quarterback? I, I'll wear my. I'll wear that. Who's quarterback? This kid's a dog, bro. Who is it? He can run. He can throw. He's unbelievable. So he's got legs and arms. What's he, his he name? Is, triple, triple threat. Triple threat. He, he is triple threat. You should see him in the classroom. Okay, this guy holds everybody accountable. Oh, right? he wears his eye black too. I do believe where is that right? His costume and his makeup and his ability and his jib. You know, I really like the cut of this fucking guy. Does he have, does he have a sleeve or a, or a towel? Is there either of those or no? He, he's just like. What does he, that mean? When he gets on the field, yeah. everybody thinks, <clears throat> guy's got it. Look out. Okay, he's you know the guy. Because they, so he's big. He's a big son of a bitch. Nah, I think that's going to be the thing that gets him Scrappy. in the Oh, middle of the road yeah. guy. Size. No, no, no. Middle of the road. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stetson Bennett? Middle of the road? Yeah. You tell me. Exactly. Pal. No, exactly. Yeah. Stetson Bennett? Is that, or is he like a... Okay, six? yeah. Maybe this guy wins two national championships. I don't know. That'd Maybe he does show up absolutely hammered on the morning show mm-hmm. after winning the national championships. Hey, I'm just living. Garrett Green is a guy... GG. ...that when he <laughs> plays football... Yeah. Everybody noticed. Wow. So Penn State's about to find out quick. Happy Valley is about to be GG Valley when this motherfucker's running through. Okay. Okay. I'm jacked up after hearing all that. I feel like he, uh, what's his name, transferred or was hurt or whatever. Fucking JT Daniels. JT Daniels. And then Garrett Green came in. Did he beat Oklahoma and then maybe not so well the rest of the year? Yeah, the next week he came in, took the world by storm. Athlete, like shoot mm-hmm. athlete. Can move. He was high recruit, like highly regarded recruit, but then JT came in. Mm-hmm. So this dude was supposed to be a guy, I think, and then JT was kind of put in the spot because, hey, this guy's one, he's going to do it. 
Then this kid gets in, and obviously I knew his name the entire time I was talking about him. Yeah, I, I know. Had to describe him. Yeah. If yep. that is the kid, yep. who, I don't, yeah. If that is the guy yeah. starting, <laughs> is who, yeah. Who I saw last year, he was electrifying, and the fans loved him. Okay. Like he was he was jumping up in there afterwards, country roads, mm-hmm. like it was like a game day week one in Penn State. You think? I'd probably pull. I put my life on this it not being in there. Is this the guy? Garrett Green. Where's his Russian stuff? We get through his Russian because I think he's a Russian. Russian. I don't know. That, that's pretty good. Eight, okay. eight, eight, eight of 14 for 48 yards. Show me the money, brother. Uh, Got to be an athlete. Kidding me? Five yeah. eleven, two hundred. This might not. I might not have watched. I don't know. I don't what, know. There, click on the. That's Russian. him right there. He's running right there, right? Yeah. Oh, oh there's there's his fourteen for one. That was him running. Fourteen for one nineteen and two touchdowns against Oklahoma, just like we said. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Boom. Thirty-six yard touchdown right there. Yeah, that's the thing I saw. But when you said size, too, by the boom, that one. So that one highlight probably yep, exactly. did it what, for you. what I am judging. <laughs> but he's electrifying. He's yep. electrifying. And I like what I saw. He had good vision. Seems to be a dog. Celebrated afterwards. Yep. I like everything about it. Oh, he, ce- he celebrated after? Yep. Neil, Neil Brown ain't playing some kid who's hooting and hollering. I mean, what's this kid think? Garrett, Garrett Green's not going right. to be the quarterback. I don't know how this became what we're talking about. <laughs> Me neither. But we're here now, and we got to talk about it. Neil Brown State. Shane Sharp has a lot of news around him right now. Sure. Does he does? Sure. Whoa, jeez. A little too much. What? Which one? I watched that. I watched Kwame, and then I went back and watched Shannon <laughs> yeah. after I saw Kwame, and yeah. I'm like, whoa, I had no idea. That's not that. even it. There's a lot of animosity here. So we are massive Unk fans. Oh, yeah. Big time. Okay? A lot of respect mm-hmm. for what he does on a microphone and in a weight room. Yeah. And yeah. on a basketball yeah. court when I, he's trying to fight everybody. And on a football field. <laughs> yeah. He's I mean, it's. <laughs> Fucking dog, okay? Through and through. Beast. Just hasn't changed, it feels like, for anybody at any place, Mm-mm. which I appreciate and respect a lot. And the spot that he got put in, he's in the middle of a lot. He was tied up with the uh, Brett Favre lawsuit yep. mm-hmm. that we were in. It was us, and we had not talked to Shannon about nope. that at all. Uh, did not reach out to see what their team was doing, how it was handling. He and Brett are still, I think, going. Still going. I think they're still going. I don't know if he's ever addressed it. I think his lawyers probably took it over quickly. I don't. I didn't I don't, think about it, but Sterling played with Brett. Obviously, that's a. I didn't even think about that till now. And we are a pretty big Green Bay Packers. I, I do wonder if like Aaron or, or if Brett was like, these are supposed to be my fucking. People. How many fucking <laughs> touchdown passes I threw to Sterling Sharp? God damn it! Green Bay Packers. I'm <laughs> yeah. fucking. I'm. I'm the one that created Aaron. Yeah. These guys have Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. They're fucking uh-huh. talking about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I trade by AJ. I do wonder, and then the. I do wonder how we were the ones chosen with literally everything else going on in that entire thing. Covers. But Shannon and Brett, that's still going, Mm -hmm. I believe. Uh Another round has happened, and they are still going since I had to make that statement for ours to be done with no payment made to anybody. You cowards reporting it wrong. (laughs) Or apology. Or apology. People are reporting that there was a payment? Yeah, because... the way somebody described it is the situation has been settled. So I think because it was law, people thought settlement. It was like, I actually said in there, no. Mm-hmm. No no payment. Ma- now I do have to pay lawyers. I heard you went to Disney so them uh, big fancy pants lawyers uh, could handle everything. That's what I heard. Yeah, I want to let everybody know the lawyer that I used is a girl who graduated from fucking high school, the same class as me. Hell okay? yeah. She's an absolute dog. Yeah. And the crew that she had with her alongside of her at KL Gates, her name's Sarah Decker. And she had, oh, I don't know the last names. These but dogs. Are, these, these dudes are good dudes. Two mm-hmm. guys, Tom and Kurt, I think. Oh. Wolves of the industry. 
They were very good. It was a very good team. But it was a Pittsburgh company that the only reason why we hired is because we had a connection to the girl, really the only lawyer that we knew we could get a hold of and kind of, hey, we have a situation. Is there We don't want to hire lawyers. feel like we have to hire lawyers for this particular situation. <laughs> only one that we really knew in our universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, yeah. Who in our universe can handle this? Mm-hmm. Who is this? Boom. Girl we graduated high school with, she crushed it. She took the lead in that whole thing. But like the whole thought of Shannon's dealing with that, Shannon's dealing with Kwame. Yep. And Shannon also had his house broken into? Yeah. Yes. I mean, oh, Shannon oh. Sharp reportedly's home was burglarized last week. A million dollars in shit was stolen. Hey, Shannon, just want to let you know, more power to you, pal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got a lot on your plate right now. It feels like there's a lot going on. You crush it every time you get on a microphone, pal. Good luck. Now, Kwame Brown does, too. Yes, he does. When he he takes that phone out, Mm -hmm. there's some real shit about to go down. Absolutely. Throwing heat. So good luck to both parties in that particular one. But Shannon, we want to let you know, you're doing great out there, pal. A million bucks taken. That's a real burglar. Oh, yeah. That sweater was a million dollars, right? The jacket? The one that he was wearing at that that basketball isn't that what well, that one was like a million dollars? Pretty sweet, yeah, yeah. Pretty super sweet. fashion, right? Very yeah, high super fashion. super fashion. I actually did pose the question, and granted, after I asked it, I realized it was dumb. I was like, "How do you have a million dollars worth of stuff just laying around everywhere?" And then talking about jewelry, like, right? Hey, yeah, people buy jewelry. Yeah, people have watches and necklaces and all this stuff. It, what about like a painting? It, Maybe they took paintings and tables on and paintings yeah. and lamps. Connor, and did pretty realize. much anything in your house. <laughs> anything. You're well. Yeah. And I was like, "What do tables. you mean? Yeah. yeah, furniture. You remember? I broke that six thousand dollar chair. Oh yeah, in Minnesota. In Minnesota, TV. I had no idea that, that stuff even existed." It had to be a bunch of drugs, though, yeah, right? DVDs, yeah, TVs, dude. What? I guess it does that. What? So, in your world, people Super that make ring. a bunch of money, yeah, they just their house looks like yours. Bingo. <laughs> one room, one couch, one chair, one set of silverware, one bed, one comforter, one pillow. Now, a million dollars worth of shit is a lot of shit. I, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going through my house right now. I'm like, are they going to take my tank, like my fish tank? Because that's that's, that's a yeah, fish. Gotta, that'd be a tough Eddie, thing to get out of there. You got to think he's probably got. If I had to guess, probably ten watches that are probably add up to almost. A that sweater I was told ten thousand dollars. Okay. What the fuck? What it's only a taking joke. small stuff too. Do you sound like, good to put that thing back. So you see, that awesome. thing fit his shoulders perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Oh. I have my nana oh. met one. He of fought those. a guy in that. He's he a whole team. Yeah. He was going to fight a whole team in that. Ten thousand bucks. You don't think that feeling that that thing gets whenever it oh. gets on it? I could fight a fucking team. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's worth every single penny. Yeah, it looks. It, it does look really cool. I can never yes. pull anything like that off. But I also got that jacket from California for forty seven dollars, and it was damn near. Yeah, but the then same Adrian thing. Peterson yeah. took it. Yeah, and then I had to, and I went back. That and thing is a one. horse blanket compared to that beautiful no. garb right there. <laughs> well, horse blankets are wonderful, obviously, until they use them for the last time. All but right. there still are. So other they things. had other horse blankets, and they created a yeah, horse buddy bit of a wall. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's, that's a good thing to kind of uh, talk about. Adrian Peterson is still yeah. on the market around the NFL, mm-hmm. and he's saying he's willing to play. Sounds like he's just wants to get on a team and play football and extend his career. So being a part of a stable, I don't think would be an issue for Adrian Peterson. Not a bad person to add to yours. And this is just me talking. Him with the Colts would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Richardson, Jonathan Taylor, and Adrian Peterson in the backfield at one particular time on one particular play. Jelani Woods, six foot seven guy. Alec Pierce on another side. Pittman Jr. on another side. Like, I don't know what Steichen's going to do with our offense, but there has to be something he can fucking figure out there. And if Adrian Peterson can't take uh, 15, 20, 
13 care who cares give him eight yeah. give him nine five. Yeah. he's a give him six give him five whatever it is he's he's adrian peterson at some point there's going to be a game where he's going to win it for you where it's going to be like adrian peterson is adrian peterson again of course he's doing this and there's going to be other games where he's going to come in and at least give a spell to whoever your starter is just like everybody does in the run game and if he takes vet men not saying he said that or anything like that. We're not the only team that would be like, hey, why not fucking have Adrian Peterson a part of our three-back stable that a lot of teams seem to want to have, AJ? Yeah, I think those signs, you know, he could get a give him an incentive contract where he can earn a bunch more than whatever they, the original base is. But if you're going to use him, absolutely sign him. The only hard thing that I think Adrian has going for him, if you're going to come in and be the second or third guy, run the ball, Damn. those guys tend to play special teams, and you need him on kickoff cover, kickoff wow. return maybe. Yeah, you not know. And now, you're right, now, that if that new rule goes in, that yeah, I don't know. But that's the thing. Someone should sign Adrian, only not only for what he can do on the field, but I think what he brings to that backfield with the, those guys, the young guys in those rooms, could learn from him just watching film with him. Hey, why'd you do this, Adrian? He'll, well, you know, 11 years ago when I rushed for 600 yards in a game against whoever, like, I saw this and this is why I do that. He's going to run hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh? You know? And, he, and work his ass off. You know that. Like, Adrian's one of those guys. He's running hills still with these young bucks. Mm -hmm. Remember, he yeah. said, I'll retire whenever I run this hill and somebody beats me. Yeah. And then I assumed that that just well, happened recently. And he was like, yeah, I'm still. <laughs> yeah, never mind. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah, maybe so. next year, boys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Tom Cruise, Maverick might have to hang up the thing. Yeah. At some point, maybe. But now, not today. Nuh-uh. Not today. not today. Not today. He didn't play last year. I don't know why. I don't know if he chose not to or didn't. Yeah, no. That Lions year, I, I believe two years he, had, ago? he had one Sweet. game. That's a long time ago. Yeah. He had one game where he had like six carries and three touchdowns. Are we living in yep. the past, boys. We living in the no. past. No, the past is the future. That the is, future is today. Wasn't Adrian? If time is a circle, maybe, but I don't think someone said that yesterday. Future is Duke today. Tubin. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he said we're worried about a contract today. Mm -hmm. How about Florio yesterday? Just, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, just wide up. That guy is, conspiracy theorists have a lot to talk about. Yeah, do. A lot. And when they're talking, about. especially with how long he's been around the NFL, I enjoy listening to him speak. Now, there's some things that he chooses to talk about that I choose not to. Mm -hmm. All right, I don't care. Right. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Let's move along. And normally there's a lot of, like, uh, you know, bad shit that he has to cover where I'm like, hey, pretty good league, too. Can we, uh, mm -hmm. pretty good league. Remember that. But then you start, he starts opening up about the way he feels about some things. It's like, God damn, this guy makes a lot of great points. Yeah. A lot of great points. One of them I thought yesterday, why doesn't the quarterback just negotiate like 18% of the salary cap? It's like, yeah. That's genius. Why, why, why don't they just start doing deals by percentage of whatever the salary cap is? You don't just have to do that in quarterback. You do that in any position. It's like, uh, running back. We're allotting 7% of the salary cap to the running back room. Okay, so we can give you 4%, we can give you 2%, we can give you 1%, but that's where we're at right now. It's not even into a dollars and cents thing anymore. Now it's just negotiating by the percentages that you're allotting to your team. And I don't, I don't, and if you have a good wide receiver room, maybe instead of like, all right, we normally would do 15 to 20 here. Let's do 20 to 25 here because we know it's going to be able to do this. Or we have to be a little bit more aggressive this year. We need some more weapons. Or we need to be a little bit more sound, deeper. So we'll kind of spread out the percentages a little bit more. I hadn't even thought of thinking and negotiating via the salary cap as a, a percentage of the salary cap because who knows what it's going to be versus just trying to figure out what it's going to be with every single dollar. That was an interesting little wormhole I went in yesterday, AJ. Yeah, but okay, so how does that – can you explain how that would work if you got a certain percentage of the salary cap but 
how do you structure the deal each year? Is it just like off the jump or what? Because every year it's going to be a different percentage because of your base salary, how it works. No, so I just think whatever, whenever they name what the salary cap is. Oh, that's it then. Yeah. Okay, so you don't have like hard numbers right away because no, the salary no. cap changes. No. It's just like that's 18% awesome. of whatever the salary cap is. Bang, that's what it'll be. Deal, deal. Okay, cool. Then you just move on yeah. because nice. now you're trying to project what the salary that, That's what everybody's trying to do. They kick can down the road, put the big numbers later because they're trying to project what the salary cap is because remember, the salary cap in the NFL, just like the NFL's rating, up into the right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Up into the right. Oh, COVID came for two years. Not <laughs> everyone will sell any tickets, really. Okay, well, I guess we'll just... just a little. Uh, and then now we're back. <laughs> up into the right. Oh, streaming's coming in. Every other platform's getting involved. Okay. Sports gambling is starting to spread to more states, and everybody right. else is getting involved. Oh, okay. Now there's a lot of... <laughs> You know? Yeah. It's, totally it's, it's so up into the right that I heard Raj almost passed out there doing so many G's up into the right. Oh, he was going 9, 10, and mm-hmm. his face was melting like mm-hmm. Maverick at yeah. the beginning yep. as he took off over that asshole general's head mm-hmm. who was trying to shut the whole thing down. Mm-hmm. That prick. Look at that fucking graph. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Goodell losing his mind. Everyone watched that movie this weekend. Great movie. Shit. Yeah. For Memorial Day. But that's a smart thing to do. That takes away a lot of the guessing work of what the fucking number is going to be later. Well, How's, your also, bonus work? How's all your up, upfront guaranteed money work, though, when you do that? So we'll give you a, we'll give you 30% of what the first, I don't know. Well, I don't you can know. take that from the other deals, right? So like if, if Rogers, for instance, $150 million guaranteed, like if they say, all right, at signing you get $150 million, but this is a six-year, 19% of the salary cap deal. And then you just get 150 million. Or what about just, when you get cut though? What about when they cut you like with two years 100%. left? Yeah, but it could just be guaranteed. You just guarantee what yeah. the percentages are. Um, could just say like, hey, here's a hundred million dollars. Yeah, and we're gonna give you 90 yeah. percent of the salary cap over the next four years. He's like, he's a hundred million dollars. Okay, it's like we're showing. Mm-hmm. We're gonna right. give you. Okay, we'll give you a hundred million dollars right now, and then 19 percent, then we're off and running. It's well, like that is a very easy. I think it seems easier to me. To negotiate a fucking deal, and also like Florio was saying, then that eliminates the like situation that Patrick Mahomes is in right now, where you know you have the biggest deal, you win a couple Super Bowls, you win a couple MVPs, and three years later you're the fucking eighth highest paid quarterback, and you need to restructure again already. Like you don't have to worry about or that. answer questions about restructuring. Yeah, 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 right. Like that's the biggest thing I think. Like the answering of the even having to deal with answering the questions is like bullshit. Now he threw those questions. To, Pat, uh, to Travis Kelsey, yeah. who was running uh, a route that was not a designed play uh, call. Patrick Mahomes joined inside the NBA. It, Charles Barkley will be joining us in like 25 minutes or so. Let's go. One of the incredible hosts, obviously, in that oh, program. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes joined them to talk about the match that's coming up between Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, versus Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson. And they're talking about the match, a little marketing or whatever. And I think Charles Barkley asked, he said, hey, I was wondering, how come Travis Kelsey is always open? He said, why is Travis Kelsey always open? And Patrick Mahomes said, well, that's because he doesn't run the route that is actually in the play. And, like, Patrick Mahomes gave, like, a real answer about, like, that's just Travis Kelsey's just smarter than everybody pretty much. And I am – Patrick Mahomes said, I'm lucky to throw the football to Travis Kelsey on a football field, talking about just, like, his brilliance. I think the same thing was said about Gronk. Yes. Like, because Gronk, big Gronk, Mm -hmm. go, Gronk, 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 Gronk. Gronk, Gronk, Gronk. Everybody says that, but everybody that played football with him is like, well, football IQ, 
better than yours yeah, is. One of the best. That's is that just a tight end position that has the capability of doing that type of stuff, or are we talking about like some real brilliant individuals here? I think some some brilliant individuals that just they have a knack, they have like the instincts to find the open space and to feel the leverage and always play off of that leverage and never just run in like guys that don't know what they're doing will just guys sitting outside leverage on them and they'll run a little eight yard out right into the dude. Like not like the guy's sitting outside. You got you can't do that. You have to adjust, but you have to adjust while you're running too and also know where the safety is, where the corner may be. And some guys that's just a lot to handle, I think. Has to know the coverage, right? Has to know the coverage. Has to know the what everybody else is doing around yeah, you. The other you can't route be running and putting two guys in the same zone. Yeah. Yeah, because he can't take up somebody else's spot. Or also he knows where somebody's probably dragging somebody mm-hmm. to. So yep. he has to know all of those things. Normally quarterback has to know all this shit. Okay, everybody else kind of just know your mm-hmm. position or if you're uh, multiple wide receiver positions, know all your shit. But you certainly don't have to know everybody's job. Okay, Quarterback has to. That is what they're getting paid the big bucks for, and they actually need to know it. And the more you know, obviously, the better, but not a part of the – he would have to know what everybody's fucking doing on both sides of the ball there, seemingly. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And have, to, and have to react in real time, like within, you know – a second and a half of the play going on and make sure you declare too so your quarterback knows this is what I'm doing. And that's why the Patrick Mahomes run backwards as fast as you can mm-hmm. yep. and then be able to throw the ball further than yeah. everybody yeah. is good because you're letting Travis Kelsey just kind of figure out. Yeah. yeah. All right, here, let, let me, uh, boom, I'm going to be wide open. It's third down, boom, I'm here. Yeah. It's fourth down, need it to win, drive, uh, no timeouts left. Uh, we need seven yards or whatever. Who's the ball got? Boom. I got you here. Need a touchdown. All right, we're down. We have to score a touchdown. Don't have a lot of time left. Need to score on this draft. Boom. Travis Kelsey's the guy. It's like him and Patrick are special. I don't think they got a chance against Steph Curry in golf, but I hope they win. Yeah. yeah. I hope they win for the good of football. Well, and AJ just Steph said it so too. Good. Like, Steph is so fucking – he chipped in right behind us last year. Remember, we're sitting on the – T-Box. Before the boat hole. Big crowd roar. He, he shoots low 70s every single round out there. He had, a, he had a, the, the swing tracker thing that oh, the yeah. pros have on TV. The mm-hmm. whatever Is that a full – is that a top – What do you call top it? Trackman? Trackman, I think. Swing sim. The, what's, Trackman. Full, oh, full, full swing. swing. What's the one we have? Oh, no, full swing's the dog. Probably full swing. We have full swing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I believe AJ's right. I think it's called a track, man. I could be wrong there, though. Is it yeah. a full swing track, man? It might be. That would Let's make see. sense. Okay, so the... Hey, by the way, this full swing thing has been really... I've been just at the range, not doing all the courses. Okay. Smart. I've been at the range, though. You can sit in there for an hour, hour and a half at the range, and it doesn't glitch at all. It seems very... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did perfect. the course and got nine in. Okay, yeah, here know, we go. It's yeah, been it awesome. Legit. So it's probably our fault oh, we didn't guys. have the right update. It's been fantastic. But Steph Curry had the little tracker, had a swing coach. Had a, yeah, yeah, he had the, the, the track man there. Had a swing coach next to him at Tahoe and because I was warming up right next to him. And every shot, you know, like reading the thing and hitting it here. And this was like day two. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy – professional golfing right now Perfect and i'm just trying to open my eyes i was a little bit tired <laughs> yep. couldn't even figure it out and then he chips in behind us then i believe there was another like 30 foot putt he dropped mm-hmm. in there yeah he's hitting bombs too it's not like he's hitting the ball 250 he's hitting it three f- i think he won the longest drive he, he did. did yeah yeah so he's is patrick mahomes and travis kelsey players and we just don't know it i think mahomes is pretty solid he did yeah. okay. has to be great athlete right? yeah, I did okay. exactly. I watched, that's one right i watched kelsey end with an eagle a couple years ago and it was awesome on that 18th hole so they're players i just assumed that they wouldn't be able to keep up with steph because i watched steph in person in everything that he puts into golf and then there's like videos of him walking out of the practice facility with like 10 clubs mm-hmm. 
and it's middle of the day. They probably have another practice, and he's going to the driving range to like hit some hit balls. Some balls yeah. He's like, this guy loves the game. Like this guy is addicted to the game of mm-hmm. golf. Those motherfuckers are normally really, really, really good. So last year at the American Century in Tahoe, Steph came in uh, 16th with 41 points. Jesus. Uh, Kelsey. That's came, like the worst he's done. Kelsey came in 64th uh, with minus 11. And uh, Mahomes came in 51st with uh, three points. Okay. Yeah. The the biggest question. Boys are going to win. Yeah. Yeah, NFL is going to win. Well, depending well, on how they do it, because if it's yeah. every other, then I mean, what are you? Uh, we're going to win. Steph was a lot better than that there. Yeah, who knows well, how Steph, Clay is? Steph's That's usually top ten. Mark. The format is really important. Yeah, if Clay, if if there's no pressure on Clay, and granted, Clay might yeah. be really good because he's a shooter and similar to what you say about punting, just one motion, just master it. He might be good, but if it's every other and Clay isn't great, then the NFL will definitely win. Yeah, because all you got to do is blade one right into the side of a sand trap. Yep. Bingo. And then all of a sudden you got to get a rules expert with two T's, mm-hmm. and now you're in four feet of, of rough, and you're out of the fucking tournament. I'm but, assuming yeah. Mahomes has, or I mean, I. Uh, Steph Curry has played there, but this is the same course that Mahomes played in this event last year, too. So, Oh. Well, knows the the course. For comparison, AJ basically had the same score as Mahomes, and you beat Travis by two points. I beat Travis? Yep. Oh, no, we got no shot. Here we go. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah, Steph. I look at Steph. He's much, 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 much better golfer than I. Pro golfer. But yeah. they're looking at that too. There's no way they're going to put Travis this on. Travis has been training too. Yeah. You think fucking Travis Kelsey's going to show up and not kill it? They can't. Yeah, right. They can't put this on TV. If, Travis Kelsey's going to kill it. I would assume so. That's if, what he does. Otherwise, it's going to be over by hole 11, and then they're going to have like, oh, we still have two hours of broadcast. Nah, I got faith. Travis Kelsey's going to be good. I think Pat. Pat's a guy, right? Pat's yeah, a guy. He's yeah. good. Same as AJ. And they well, get carts. AJ's a guy. AJ's a guy. Yeah. AJ's a guy. On a go- What's that? They get carts, too. That's that a big That makes a difference. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a massive. Travis, let me know if you need one, pal. That's sweet. Got one of these yeah. bad boys. You can mm-hmm. whip around those NBA boys if you want to go bully them a little bit. They're stupid golf carts. You just want to do some donuts yeah. around them. Mm-hmm. A speaker in there. Pop a wheelie or two. Yeah. Play whenever something What's the you want. format? What was the format when A-Rod did it? <sighs> Alternate? No. Was every hole didn't it change? So I think it? everyone tees off, and you take the best tee shot, which that's pretty important too. Well, yeah. <laughs> right, and then you break. do alternate. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Oh, and then you play your own. Michael there? Block should not have done those 45 seconds. No, no. he shouldn't have. It was no, a good no. run, Blocky. <laughs> that was tough, dude. All right. Still pulling for him. Hell yeah, I am. Yeah, amen. Let's Where's remember that. Just don't get too attached because he's going to miss the cup by several. See a couple points. under. Uh, <laughs> AJ. Let me see. Why is everybody being so rude right now? He's Couple under a hundred, yeah. He's not in first. Boys, we I love Michael Block. We all he love Michael love Block. Blocky. But the inter- portions of the internet turned on Michael Block, and I mean that's what happens, though. That's right. Exactly. That's just just how it goes. Easy come, easy go. But Michael Block's short game and his putter are going to get Pro hot class. again mm-hmm. next week, probably. Yeah. He's going he's gonna well, to hang out. He's going to recharge yeah. with the family. Memorial. We'll Come see. to Memorial. Right, about, right around the corner. AJ yeah. can invite you. He can stay at his house. He's got the RBC yeah. Canadian. Michael up. Block. Call it the Block Hawk house. Ooh, if he misses yep. the cut by like 25 strokes, so there's a good chance they're going to pull that exemption and give it to someone else. No, they're not. No, uh, not they blocky. might. Not they blocky. might. Hey, Blocky, listen, it's been a great story. We don't need you coming out here and <laughs> shooting 90 and taking away a spot from a guy Come who on. could win. <laughs> I did not love what he said 
yesterday morning. Same. Or after his round. Did not start? love it. You don't shoot an 81 and then say, oh, shit, I, I might shoot a 59 tomorrow. Like, well, no, you won't. You gotta have that mentality. He just shot fucking Let's go. 12 over. Your next swing's your best swing, Ty. Yeah, oh, I boo don't hoo. Care. Come on. You put uh, up an I 8 on care. hole 5. Are you not going to finish the other four holes you're about to play? Well, no, you better, but guess what? You That's know? golf. It is golf. It is golf. But we're not talking about me playing golf. We're talking about Blocky out here, okay? And guess what? what? All, all that goodwill that he got from all those pros, these guys fucking, someone might grab, you know, that precious seven iron or whatever the fuck he used to get a hole in one. They might snap that thing over their knee. No! But, hey, good luck, oh, Blocky. Museum. You're right. At least you're not acting like you could beat him like other, someone else. Who well, else? Um, just Who, real, real quick, Blocky, um, oh! we do apologize oh, for some shit. of the hate you're getting. You're a good dude. Don't ever forget good it. Good man. Now, breaking news out of the NFL. The Arizona Cardinals have released DeAndre Hopkins. Wow. Shit. Now there's a brand new GM and a brand new head coach and seemingly a brand new era arriving in Arizona. And there was a conversation, a loud one, that involved our program because yeah. a source says about D-Hop potentially being traded because not only would it work for D-Hop because he doesn't want to be a part of another restart and he wants to get somewhere else because the offensive coordinator and the quarterback that he had worked with over the last couple of years, and although they had some success, I mean, that thing entirely blew up in a terrible fashion. They're going forward with Tyler in a whole new operation. So not only for D-Hop would it seemingly make sense, but also for the Cardinals it would make sense. New GM able to get an old GM's contract to a wide receiver off the books after one year. Fresh restart. Let's move on. Trade talks allegedly happened. Trade talks allegedly took place with numerous teams. D-Hop was interested in going to numerous places a couple different times. Actually did a body language communication test Mm -hmm. on how he would feel at different places. Yeah. Now he's a free agent and go, can go visit and go see any of these teams that he's potentially interested in. The Buffalo Bills. What? The what? Kansas City Chiefs. What? The Baltimore Ravens. What? And probably a couple other squads that would love to have D-Hop on their team. I guess congrats to both parties. Even though the Cardinals get nothing in return for a trade, I assume that they thought that they would get nothing in return for a trade or have already tested the waters or they're just doing a, a favor to D-Hop saying, we'll just eat the contract for a year. Good luck out there. All is good. Whatever it is, interesting situation has arose here in the NFL. It's very interesting. And that's one of the uh, – we didn't we didn't think this was a possible outcome, did we, that they would just release him outright? No. Did we ever talk no, about no. that? Uh-huh. No. That wasn't a possibility in my mind. So, obviously, I guess they went out and they – they tried to see what they could get for him, and maybe they just didn't like what they could get for him. Like, hey, man, we're going we're gonna to do right by you and let you go so you can be a free agent and kind of pick your team? Is that what they're doing? You know what? On this Feel Good Friday, I choose to believe that the Arizona Cardinals could have got a second rounder for him, and they said, you know what? Instead of taking that second rounder for him place, we want you to make your I own decision. That. I didn't mm-hmm. say that. No, yeah, I but... kind of alluded to it, too. Maybe they did right by him. Maybe Possible. They did, maybe they did him a favor. So if that was the case, cool. More probable, probably an offer or a couple offers that they looked at and they balanced it and they were like, uh, mm-hmm. is it worth the... Mm, we'll just catch it, pal. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. Thought he was going to be with the Cardinals because he did an Instagram story, I believe, where he was still in Arizona and said, whoever said I did... I love this book. Who ever said I didn't want to lie everybody else saying? I didn't say anything. Remember, body language, I'd mm-hmm. go. I would go. Mm-hmm. I would go. I never said I didn't want to. No. Just felt say. like that was the. 
And as soon as he said that, we said, oh, shit, he's going to be with the Cardinals again. Here we go. Good luck to Colt McCoy until Kyler Murray gets back. Now he's released on his feel-good Friday and free to go wherever the hell he would like. Yeah, now that top five list that he just made a few days ago turns into a very real list, right? If Josh Allen and the Bills are number one and they're willing to give him the one-year deal, that was part of the reporting this offseason that he didn't want, you know, a long-term. He wanted a one-year, you know, not get paid as much per sources, but wanted to win, like go, go make a run at a Super Bowl, and the Bills would be that team. What an interesting thing, because our show was a part of this entire thing. Yeah. yeah. Phoenix Cardinals podcast, PHNX Cardinals podcast, just put together a graphic, and I don't know if it's recent. April 3rd. Or uh, this from April 3rd. Ian Rappaport says on our show, I would be surprised if DeAndre Hopkins was released. If he's traded, his salary will be adjusted. So Ian, who we know, and Ian has never openly said it. There's the graphic. Ian has never openly said it, but we've said it when Ian's on, and Ian has not combated at all. Mm-hmm. Ian's in, I, we think, with ownership in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, big time. And he's never said that. Obviously, his source is this, his source is that. But there was a time where the coaching staff was allegedly pissed off that certain bonuses that they were definitely owed were being withheld because of a clause in a contract in which the owner was kind of let these are all alleged stories because coaches would never talk about this because they would be scared to death that they would never get a job again anywhere else but allegedly these reports were coming out and then ian came on the program and was very much like that true just in the timing in which it happened almost had an answer for one particular party that was getting called out which was ownership Yeah. yeah so ever since that moment we're like so the ownership does go through Ian if they need to. Yeah. So when Ian talks about the Cardinals, we always assume it's ownership. Him saying he would be surprised if DeAndre Hopkins was released, I would think put a lot of us at a situation uh-huh. where it was like, okay, traded or playing for the Cardinals. Yeah. One or the other. And this is a vastly different ending, I guess. So I searched the Twitter to see if anybody mentioned DeAndre Hopkins and cut. I guess on that same day, April 3rd, Albert Breer said he heard from some teams that they thought that he DeAndre Hopkins could be cut. Mm. So that might have that might have um... So how about this? How about teams whenever they're offering up trades saying bad trade offers? Yeah. You know? Exactly. Bad trade offers. They'll cut them. So if, ever, if we all give bad, not that they could collude, and that would be very and highly illegal, mm-hmm. but if they're all like, well, we all want DeAndre on the open market, none of us want to pick up that contract or deal with that at all, right? Yep. All right. All right. We'll give you a seventh rounder in 2027 draft. Deal? What do you think? Your call? No. You don't want to get him off your books, huh? Brand new GM, new salary cap, you don't want to do that? Because this is, why would you? And they got to be doing good by him, huh, AJ? They just got to be doing good by him? I would imagine, but if you get, if you're not going to trade for him, why wouldn't you want him on your team? I guess you just don't want that money on your on your books. But yeah, but they could also split the contract the same way the Broncos did with Vaughn when he went to L.A. Like the Broncos took on a portion of Vaughn's contract, and I assume say it was a seventh. But what if it was like a fifth? He's still good at football, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very Absolutely. good. Thirteen catches, first game back last year, right? Yes. Bingo. No touchdowns, obviously, we had. Yeah, that was tough. We had any time touchdown score. Obviously, mm-hmm. first game back, this guy's going to kill it. He did, didn't score. Ah, come he on. Had 717 yards in what? He missed definitely missed six, six first games. six games, yeah. Yeah, so he's so pretty, pretty good, good at the football. Yeah. Pretty good, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. say he's Thinking good. he can catch. Yeah. There was a couple questions that did arise about how he operates and goes about his day-to-day. I, mm-hmm. I assume a lot of teams will be asking those questions to try to get an answer. Let's get to a break. we got a lot of things happening on the other side. Yep. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. 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 DeAndre. Welcome Are to Indianapolis, you? D-Hop. Yeah. Some teams are about to get much better. And it's not Indy, but some team. Welcome to Indy. 
What does San Fran Stranger things have happened. San Fran. What if they sweep in? They could. Don't know who the quarterback is, but they still Rock Party's thrown, right? Soon. A couple weeks, he's thrown. Yeah, okay. here we go. What I was guess the Jets aren't out of uh, consideration no. either. Wow. He said he didn't really, you know, in the body language thing, he was like, eh, but I could see them swooping He wants in. stability, right? That was his main thing the other day when he was talking about yeah. places mm-hmm. with stability and, and good young. He had a list. Yeah. Tough thing for the Jets would be that they still need to pay Quinn and Williams. Ari Mirov, my sports update, is tweeting that what DeAndre Hopkins said on I Am Athlete was stable management. QB who loves the game. He stressed Kyler Murray does, but, you know, he's not <laughs> playing. Great defense because defense wins championships. Okay. Maybe that Jets. Possible. That's that's Buffalo. He's going to Buffalo. No doubt about it. Well, he I was training see. with Vaughn Miller of the Buffalo Bills. That's right. Is he 100% Vaughn healthy, D-Hop? Yes. And joining us now is a Hall of Famer, not only on the court, but in life. An absolute stallion of a microphone. A man who's won, like, I think 19 Emmys or something like that on Inside the NBA on TNT. And obviously dominant on the basketball court. Great golfer, too. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, Sir Charles Barkley. Yeah! What's up, man? What's up, brothers? How y'all doing? Hey, pumped that you joined us today. I know you're in the middle of always working season with the amplifying of the NBA playoffs, making your life much more difficult. Spending time with us doofuses, it is truly an honor. So thank you. Let's dive right into it. How the playoffs been? You've had a good fucking time this year? Seems like your show is crushing it. I've watched more than ever because I have a baby and I'm on night duty. So I'm literally hanging out with you guys every other night. You guys have crushed it this playoffs. I just want to let you know that. Well, thank you, brother. You know how much I'm a big fan of yours. I told you that. We we text quite a bit, so it's pretty cool. And I'm happy for your success. And, hey, listen, I was watching you last week, and you said people give me a hard time for taking your, your new deal. Yeah. Tell them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hey. All right, I will. Hey. Hey, who don't take a better fucking job? Tell them to shut the fuck up. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, appreciate you, Chuck. Hey, I need hey. to hear that. I need yes. to hear that because you have been a trailblazer in my world, in the media world, obviously. No, I just laugh. I'm like, wait, who don't? Who the fuck don't take a better job? <laughs> yeah. No, no, the playoffs been great, man. Um, I will tell you, though, this Celtic team waited – to game four to actually start playing. So now all gonna come down to tomorrow. You know, I knew they I knew they were gonna kill him last night, but they still got to win a game in Miami. And um I'm really looking forward to it because, you know, the Heat man, they've been a great story, but it, it can all come crashing down tomorrow night. Cause if they don't win tomorrow night, they got zero chance of winning game seven. Yeah, that's what uh, that's yes. what our Boston Stooge is saying as Come well. On. The Garden would be a tough place to pull it off. But as you said, the um, the active Husky Dan Lebetard and the active Husky Dan Lebetard's dad, Miami's not an easy place to play either. I don't. I don't. No, I, no. I think they have they have become a tough barn, especially with how Jimmy plays down there. It has been fantastic to watch. Go ahead, AJ. Charles, how tough of a situation would it be to, if you're Joe Mazzulla and you're thrust into that head coaching position there in Boston, what, 34 years old, I believe? How do you think he's doing so far? I know it seems like game to game. People either want him fired or, or he's the greatest coach, it seems like. You never know with him. Well, he has made some mistakes. Uh, but, 
you if you see AJ, it all comes down to Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. When for some reason it doesn't matter who played well for the Celtics, they follow Jason Tatum's lead, whether it's good or bad. And going back to the fourth quarter of game, because think about this: in the first three games, he had not scored a basket in the fourth quarter, which is crazy. Wild, Chuck. That's, uh, why, that's but, that made no sense. Yeah, but he started playing great in game uh, game four. He was great in game five, but that's the responsibility when you're a star. And Rell is rightfully wrong. You know, and you know, and we're not like the NFL. They just cut mofos in the NFL. In the NBA, we blame everything on the coach and get coaches fired all the time. I mean, you saw it a couple of years ago with the Lakers when they stuck up the joint. They threw Frank Vogel under the bus we love and got him fired. The same guy who led him to the championship two years earlier. <laughs> so we blame everything on the NBA and the coach. But listen, as long as Jason Tatum played, whoever plays the best between him and Jimmy Butler going to have a really good chance of winning that game tomorrow and winning the series. Talking about firing coaches there, Chuck, like uh, I think Doc Rivers is like uh, either the coach of the year or something like that. And then Nurse, I believe, in Toronto was like Monty. coach of the year. And it's like coach of the year. And then that means, hey, next year you're getting fired. You're either winning the championship or you are getting fired. It's a quick rise and a quick fall. And then you look at the West. This team from Denver, hey, Chuck, I don't think I watched enough. I don't think I watched enough because whenever I get into the playoffs and I see this Joker dude play fucking basketball, he's awesome. Hey, we're talking overhead passes. We're talking no-look passes. And he's a bully, too. He runs. He's looking for contact. He's, He's awesome to watch play basketball. He's seemingly unstoppable. Why didn't I see why didn't I watch more of him, Chuck? Is that my that's that feels like my fault. Well, because no, it's not your fault. Uh the idiots on my network and the other network, <laughs> they only going they they only going to show certain players. This guy's won back-to-back MVPs and we show him probably the least of all the great players we've ever seen. He's unbelievable. As a player, he's the best passing big man. You know, Bill Russell and Brad Darty were two great big men who were passers, but they don't pass the ball like Joker. He shoots threes. He's got the best personality you're ever going to see. I mean, that thing where he got the fine for pushing the Suns owner and walked up to him the next game in warm-ups and gives the ball and give him a hug, that was so cool not to have an attitude because – because he got screwed out of $25,000, I might add. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, but to have a good attitude about it. But, you know, I don't care who wins this series in the East. Denver's going to win the world championship, in my opinion. It's going to be great for the NBA. You know, from a basketball standpoint, it'd probably be a better matchup with the Celtics. Because I think they would beat the Heat pretty easily. Oh, because of Joker? Uh, oh, because of Joker, for sure. Uh, but... But like I say, uh, he is great. He's a great person. Jamal Murray's healthy for the first time in two years, and he's playing great. Their bench is fabulous. But whoever comes out of the East is going to have a handful with the Joker, and I believe the Nuggets going to win it. 
So speaking of winning it, what it is, we actually have the Larry O'Brien Championship Trophy in the Thunderdome right now. Did you know this, Chuck, that much like the Stanley Cup, they've been traveling this trophy around. I think it's a brilliant idea. This thing just showed up at our office. I don't know if we... That's Gerard and Amanda uh, running the socials. They're perfectly in unison. Wow. You see the yeah. foot for foot for foot for yeah. foot. Larry, I don't want to. I don't want to be responsible for it. Yep. All right. Thank you, Gerard. Wow. Hell yeah. Wow. Hell yeah, Chuck. Look how beautiful. Well, oh, well, you know, <laughs> you know, we had the Stanley Cup in the studio a couple weeks ago because this is going to be the first year of TNT. This is our first year we've ever had hockey. And we got the Stanley Cup finals this year. And the Stanley Cup, which no disrespect to the O'Brien trophy, the Stanley Cup is to me the greatest trophy in sports. Well, it's awesome because they travel it's a person. It's like its own character, isn't it? Don't you feel? Yes. And and so I'm not allowed because I didn't win a championship, I'm not allowed to touch the trophy. I'm very superstitious about that. So I, I've never touched it. We've had the O'Brien trophy in the studio probably ten times. I won't touch it. And we have to stand the cup in, and I won't touch it either, because you don't get to touch it unless you win it. And uh, but man, it's, it's it's great. The Stanley Cup. I can't wait for the finals. And like I say, I'm looking really looking forward to people getting a chance to see this Joker dude, because he is phenomenal. Chuck, I thought the superstition was, and I didn't win one. Uh, I wasn't lucky enough to ride the coattails of any team to win a Super Bowl. Acting like I win, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't on a team that won the Super Bowl. We were in the Super Bowl, but the thing was like, don't touch uh, Lombo, don't touch Lombo. And I thought it was because if you touch it, you'll never win it. Are we looking at a potential return to the NBA to maybe win yourself an opportunity to touch this, Chuck? Or what is the superstition if you touch it now? No, I just, uh, I, 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 it's, a, it's just a sacred rule. You didn't earn uh, it. Is that what you think? Yeah, you didn't earn it. Uh, just for the record, Kennedy neither. Let's get that out the way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, also, I mean, there's yeah, a lot of... Yeah. Oh! 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 Uh, you guys do a fantastic job, and this is I think this is smart of the NBA. How do you feel like the NBA currently is, you know? Because I know there's always this conversation that kind of happens, old school, new school, how things are handled, how guys go about doing their business that are in the in the league. I know you were somebody talking about, like, these guys got to play. Like, these guys mm -hmm. got to play. Feels like that's changing? Feels like we're getting to a spot where you'll have more respect, you think? Or how do you view the current state of the NBA right now? Well, I'm always have respect for the guys because getting getting to any professional sport is a great accomplishment. Agreed. It's a accomplishment. You know, I'm not big on this load management. You know, Pat, guys are making forty, fifty million dollars a year to play basketball three or four days a week. I don't think it's a lot to ask. And what's going to be crazy? We're going to have guys probably making seventy, eighty million dollars when because you know we, we're we're negotiating a new TV deal right now. We're going to have guys making $60, 70000000 million. And to play basketball four days a week, I don't think that's a lot to ask. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I hate load management. And uh, so that's the only problem. And I also, but I also have a problem with, you know, the Boston Celtics are a great example. Here we go. They come out every night and just jack up 100 threes. Mm -hmm. And when they make them, they win. When they miss them, they lose. Not sure that's a great strategy. <laughs> you said that, hey, hey, you said that last night. That was a big part of your thing. You're like, I heard a lot of people on TV say today, and I like that you've added that to your repertoire. Yes. What, like, a, 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 I don't want to say correcting, but at least 
um, talking about things that are being talked about. You said, I've heard a lot of people say that if Boston makes their threes, they're going to win. If they don't, they're going to lose. That's great analysis. That, that, that's what, I think that's, that's what you said. Hey, I'm glad I'm on your I'm glad I'm on your show because I really want to say no shit guys on TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's great analysis. And I said, "Yo, that is the stupidest thing. Of course you're going to make if you make all your threes you're going to win." But the the thing I like to see with not just the Celtics, all these other NBA teams, guys, we're not making shots tonight. Let's at least try something else. And because strategy is important. I thought the Celtics, that was one of the best games I saw where they actually mixed it up and took it to the basket. Yeah. Uh, Tatum so, dunk first. Oh, yeah. 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 So it, it drives me crazy. But that, that's the only thing I hate about the young guys. Load management or going to the gym saying, we're just going to shoot threes all night. I'm like, well, that's great if they're going in. But what if they're not? And that's, to me, what's going to be interesting about the Celtics. Can they win a game where they're not making threes? That's going to show me how good they really are. Go ahead, AJ. Uh, Yeah, that, to me, is going to be the true test of how good they are. Chuck, I want to pivot quick and talk about John Moran. I know you guys spoke about him and his whole situation, but I'm curious, what do you think his suspension looks like? Feels like the commission almost was disappointed in, in his actions and all this stuff. It felt like when he had his whole comments about it uh, at the lottery. Like, how long do you think he gets suspended? Yeah, you know, I'm, at, I'm glad you asked me that question because I had some notes written down about that last night and we never got to it. Man, I'm Floor is yours, Chuck. Floor, use all your and, notes. Do whatever you got to yeah. do. Great work. <laughs> you know, guys, I really – I don't like being serious on basketball because it's just a stupid thing. <laughs> Man, when I saw that the other day, well, he was saying goodbye to his dad, his mom, and his sister, and they had to send the police there to do a wellness check. I almost started crying. Mm. This kid is crying out for help, man. I want to know where the adults in the room, like his dad, too busy walking around in shades, would tell him, dude, you don't wear shades indoors. Take your damn shades off and go check on your son. I want to, you know, I, I don't know the kid, but he's crying out for help. When the police have to do a go go do a wellness check on you because people think you're going to hurt yourself and you're on social media saying goodbye to everybody, I'm like, yo, man, what's going on here? Yeah. So I, I really am hoping the best for the kid. I hope somebody goes like, yo, man, let's get you some help, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. But to answer your question, we got eight games the first time. I think it's going to be 20 to 25. I'm, I don't know, honestly, but I, I think. I, I mean, we all can just guess. But I think it's probably going to be 20 to 25. And then let me tell you something else. While you, I see these jackasses on television. Yeah. I don't even want to give them respect yeah. and call their names. Tom, but he should fight the NBA yeah, yeah. saying – he didn't break any laws. It, uh, 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 Tennessee is an open carry state, and he should fight the NBA. I'm like, see, this is why we everybody can't be on TV. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get to say any stupid thing you want to. Yeah, yeah. Dude, when you're making $100 million a year for a corporation, you get to, you can't, it's different rules for you. 
this kid's making, he's, he's getting ready to sign. He's just signed for like $220 million, probably making another 30, 40 million from Nike. All right. And I don't I, like, there's going to be different rules. And one of them is you can't act like a damn idiot, plain and simple. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure every person watching you guys right now saying, you know, I'll take a job playing basketball, uh, making a hundred mil a year. And the only thing I can't do is act like a damn idiot. <laughs> On Instagram think- live. You can act like an idiot. Just hey. don't, just don't broadcast it to the yeah. world. You know, hey, I like, and these dudes talking about, he should fight it. I'm like, no, nah, he should stop acting like a damn idiot. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so, you know, AJ, I hope it works out for the kid. He's crying out for help. But the one thing about being famous, and you guys know this, man, it ain't many people around you who are going to tell you to do the right thing because they're flying around on your private jet. You're buying all the meals. You're buying all the drinks. Very few of your friends going to tell you, hey, man, stop being stupid because they don't want to lose the lottery ticket and the free stuff. So you that's the one thing I tell all these young guys, man. Surround yourself with people going to say, yo, man, maybe you shouldn't do that. Because as quick as you get it, you can lose it. Because these people we work for, they are running a business. They are running a business. And I tell you this, they're not going to let us screw up their business. I promise you that. That feels like a incredibly simple thought, but there for a little bit, there was a little bit of talk about how, well, gun rights and everything like that in there. And I think, Chuck, you understand this as well because you've stayed pretty connected to almost everything it feels like. Even gun people were like, well, that was reckless gun. Like, we don't want that. Yeah. We, don't, we, don't want, we don't even want that. You know what I mean? So it was like, there was like real conversation happening that people thought he shouldn't. And it was, it made no sense to us either. And whenever you're talking about the, hey, whenever you're getting paid this much money, you got to act a little bit different. It's interesting because you even recognize that. I am not a role model. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was the reason why you did that commercial is because you fucking were a role model and you knew you were a role model. And that's like the thing with John Morant. Like, I, I believe that is why it's different. And he should give everybody around him, like, jobs or get the fuck out and yeah. be like, you got to do it. I hope that happens, Chuck. I hope it happens. You hope that he, because he's a great player. Like, the, the thing is, Patty, you know this. Guys who have got tremendous talent, they're going to keep getting roped. They're going to get chance after chance after chance. If this was a regular dude, his ass would have been saying right now, welcome to McDonald's. Can I help you, please? <laughs> you know, but this kid is a great player. So he's going to keep getting chances. You hope he learns. You hope he gets some people around him be like, yo, man, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 and it's really crazy because he's a great, great player. But Hey, man, you guys been around a long time. I've been around a long time. I've seen a lot of guys throw it away. Oh, yes. I'm coming up on 40 years. I've seen a lot of guys screw it up. I have a lot of times. So, you know, I said the same thing about Zion. I hope he gets his body in shape. Chuck, Mm -hmm. let's talk about Zion. Let's talk about Zion. Why is that? Dude, I, hey, I hope the kid gets himself together. He got so much talent. Hell yeah. But let me tell you something. 
we're I've seen a lot of guys eat their way out of the NBA. Ooh. A lot of guys. Hey, and you guys in the NFL, y'all probably saw more guys eat their way out of the NFL. Yeah, I almost did. Yeah, I couldn't figure. Hey, hey, Pat. <laughs> Hey, let me tell you something. I was the number five. I was the number five pick in the draft. What? So was AJ. I hey, I got in shape for two million dollars. For for two hundred million, they be saying you be saying, "Damn, Charles, anorexic." <laughs> <laughs> uh, we hope that that is another situation that ends up being a great one because both of them have a chance to impact the game forever. We believe as noobs and Chuck obviously hey, believes. Hey, and, and make and make at least probably close to a billion dollars. That's real with the way current marketing is oh, and the yeah. way the NBA is and the exposure nowadays and how busy. I just watched that air, uh, air. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the way marketing obviously has evolved since then. Shout out to Sonny Vaccaro, I believe, who was the real driver behind that. But the amount of money in these businesses now, especially with social media and the modern landscape, no, but, so but much money. But Pat, you don't even, Josh just signed for $200 million for like five years. He going to get another deal probably twice that much when he's 30 years old. That's not even count Nike and the endorsements. I think his new deal kicks in. It's like five years, $215 million. And he's going to be like 27, 28 and get another 300 million. And that's just from basketball. So it's crazy. And like I say, we're getting ready to redo the TV deal. And these guys probably going to make another 40, 50 million dollars when a new TV deal comes through. That's awesome. Damn. Hey, Josh. Hey, Zion. Let's go, boys. Yeah, what do we say? Let's Come figure on, it man. out. Let's Come be on, a part man. of that. Let's be billionaires. That's fun. Speaking of a billionaire, go ahead, Ty. Yeah, Chuck, do you buy all the stuff with LeBron saying he's considering retiring? Or do you think that was kind of, you know, a lot of people on Twitter and, and in the media saying that he kind of just wanted to change the narrative so that we're talking about him potentially retiring as opposed to the Lakers getting swept? Do you think he's going to stick around until Bronny gets to the NBA? And do you think that will be with the Lakers? Well, I was disappointed in LeBron because he he had to know that these fools on TV were going to talk about it all the time. Uh, you know, I tell people, I got so frustrated the other day watching television. The first two stories were LeBron retiring, not about how great the Denver Nuggets played, how great the Joker is. It was about is LeBron and hell no, LeBron ain't gonna retire. Whoa, you're saying what? it was a work. You're saying it was a work to distract everybody. Whoa. Yes, yes. No. And, and listen, hey, hey, I love LeBron, <laughs> but he knew what he was doing. <laughs> he knew what the hell he was doing. Yep. LeBron, Maybe first of all, he gonna make fifty million dollars a year the next two years. He ain't walking away from a hundred million dollars, <laughs> but I don't think he should have said anything about that. I was very disappointed because nobody talked to you. And the first thing you said to me today was, "Man, how great is the Joker? And how great is the Joker?" I'm like, "Yeah, man. If y'all quit talking about LeBron retiring, no, I thought, oh, 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 oh. it was the convo. You're saying he did that." Uh, and you you think he knew 
that that's all we'll be talking about. I think he thought, like, uh, nobody's going to talk about uh, D'Lo Russell getting benched here at the end. Nobody's going to talk about it, us getting swept. They're just going to talk about me retiring. Might have been looking out for the boys. But you're saying, yeah, it took away Joker's moment, though. These guys just 4-0'd the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, which nobody could have expected. And that stole the headlines? You, you think that? You, oh, geez. It, it definitely stole the headlines. And listen, and, and, and I feel bad for Denver. This is the first time they've ever been to the championship. Hey, congrats, Nugs. Let's go, Denver. Yeah. Congrats, Nugs. And I, I say, it took away from the Joker, and it took away from the Nuggets finally getting to the NBA Finals, which is a great story. Jamal Murray's a great story. I mean, you think about it. He's been out the last two years with a torn ACL. Yeah, dude. He and how great down. is that mm-hmm. to come back? Because in the bubble two or three years ago, he was playing great. Then he blew out his knee. And then the last two years, Joker won MVP. He didn't, he didn't have a lot of help. And then people talking about, well, this guy's overrated. Well, he's not overrated. He just needed more help. And now he got Jamal back, and they sweep the Lakers. And we spend – the first 10 minutes on every show talking about LeBron got to retire. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, nah, man. Yeah. We should be talking about the Joker, Jamal Murray, and the Denver Nuggets. So it was a slow burn. You know, it was like Novocaine, but I think the world has caught up to the greatness mm-hmm. that is Joker. You know, it is. And if anybody else played the way he played in this modern era, seemingly, they would be very public or people would be very vocal and not getting enough help for this once-in-a-generation seemingly type player. If it was anybody else that's like that, there'd be a lot of dialogue about, hey, can we get more players in to help this guy? We're wasting his career. Feels like the Joker doesn't give a fuck about anything. He's on that wagon behind a horse, staring at a horse's ass in Serbia. Worth a couple hundred million after winning an MVP. He don't care about nothing, it seems like, Chuck. Uh, and that's why I love him. He's just like, hey, I love basketball. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm not going to complain. I realize I got one of the best jobs in the world. And you you never see the dude get mad. He just plays basketball. Marcus Morris. You, you've never oh, heard man. a bad word about him. So... That's what I want. I'm glad you said earlier, I can't believe how great this guy is. And we need to, man. It's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool what the Denver Nuggets are doing. They're not trying to build a super team. They don't have guys out there load managing. It's just awesome to watch him, him just trying to be a great basketball player. You said earlier that they can't just let anybody on TV. They're letting us on TV. We will make sure that the old jokers, if I see, because now that we're going to have access to literally everything. Yes. Because ESPN's relationships and licenses and leases are everything. If I see at the beginning of the season a joker fall back, (laughs) throw, swish from three, and then a shrug in somebody's face, we're probably going to lead. That's going to be an early part of discussion. Mm -hmm. We are going to try to do everything we can to showcase this Seeming alien, yeah, mm-hmm. a- a- like this. One. What that? This this is the best yes. player, yes. in the world right now. This is it's, <laughs> he's the best player in the world hey, right now. Is that the act? That's hey, right. Hey, 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 Pat, that picture never gets old or not funny <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> hey, I mean that. Every time you see that, you're like. That's the best basketball player in the world right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you got to say, yes, yeah. yes, yes, he, yes. He fucking. He and, 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 and the thing that's great about it, he's such a great kid. 
I mean, I mean, he's just so awesome, such a great kid. So it's amazing, man. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, this, the where is that? Is that Eastern Europe? The, the, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Serbia, that, Central. I've seen some videos of like Colder, the games over there and stuff. And I guess Luca, same exact way. Oh yeah, they're talking about the what, the style of basketball and the environments in which they played basketball. And then they come over here to the NBA, yeah. and people are like, "These fans are going to be rude." It's like, are they are they throwing fire onto yeah. the court? Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't I don't think they're doing that. Seemingly nothing gets them. I'm pumped for basketball to continue to follow along. Go ahead, AJ. Sorry about it. Chuck, what about the Warriors? Are they going to be able to stay together? Like, What do they look like next year, you think? Well, they're too old. Oh. I, you know, I told them at the beginning of the season, everybody thought I was crazy. I said, well, them old guys ain't going to last. It's going to come down to their young guys. And I think they figured out the Wiseman kid. He's like, he's not going to be a player if they let him go. I was very surprised. Uh, I'm a big Kaminga fan, but, man, it's not looking good. Uh, Moody's done a good job. So those older guys, they're past their prime, except Steph. So now they're going to have to figure out what to do with those young guys. And that's and that's, that's the thing. That they hey, they hated work. each other, Chuck, the young guys, old guys. Allegedly there was tension. The internet was saying that. Is that real or no? Well, old guys never want to pass the torch. You know that. Okay. But – you have to pass the torch because you think about it. The, the young guys are the reason they won last year. Uh, Wiggins and Jordan Poole were the reason they won last year. You know, Steph was great and won MVP. But if you go back and look, it came down to Jordan Poole and, and Andrew Wiggins. They're the reason they won last year. Oh, my but so this is remember they had those two lottery picks. They took Wiseman and they took Kaminga. And one of them's already gone. Oh shit! And, and the other guy, the jury's still out. So it's going to be very interesting how they retool with the young guys going forward. Obviously, Steph and them have won a lot of these. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's Larry O'Brien Championship Trophy. Chuck won't fucking touch it. Okay, you've earned it, Chuck. Okay, you know how they just give people doctorate degrees and shit. Oh yeah, you're a fucking champion of the NBA for everything that you've done. You've earned it. I hope you get a chance to do that. But kind of the way you're describing it, there, it sounds like because Steph had to give a motivational speech, right? Yeah. Hey, don't get on the plane if you don't want to go win. Allegedly, that happened. So it's not Steph they're beefing with. It's the surrounding cast. They're like, hey, we are the next chapter of the cast mm -hmm. that is around Steph. Yes. So that's what I didn't understand at the time. That's kind of what's happening. You think, Chuck? Well, I mean, I, I listen. Old guy, old guys never want to number one admit they're old, you know. Uh, but it happens to everybody. Hey, listen, I really, I want to still be playing in the NBA, but it doesn't work like that. Chuck, you can still put up. Chuck, hey, you still on. get four good. rebounds, don't yeah. you? You can still ten and four. You look do lean. look good right now. Are you are we in the middle of? Uh, is this new? Are we skinny forever? I'm trying to do the same right now. You know, man, I started this drug called Manjaro uh, about six months ago, and I'm down 57 pounds. It's, wow. it's been amazing. My doctor, she's amazing. Hell yeah. Yeah, I started taking this Manjaro. You know, I know a lot of people take Ozempic, but my doctor prefers Manjaro. Hmm. And like I say, I started at 352, and I'm down to 290. Here we go. And it's been great. I'm starting to feel like a human being, not a fat ass anymore. Hell yeah. I want to lose. You know, my doctor says I can't get to my plan weight, which was 250. But I'm going to get to 270. Let's go. Because 
my my doctor told me, she says, there's a lot of fat young people. Ain't a lot of fat old people. <laughs> they're all they're all dead. Yeah, yeah. That so is- I felt like once because I gained a lot of weight when I got my new hips. So I'm like, yo, man, I want to be here. So I, I I'm I'm working out. I'm taking my shot once a week. And like I say, I'm gonna get down to 270. But man, I want to be here. I don't want to leave all my money for my free low dash family. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we need you here, Chuck. So I'm happy to hear that. Hey. Is, is it um? So what is it? Same outcome, like appetite suppressant? Is it semaglutide in there? What is? Is it uh? What do you know? What it's doing to you exactly? Yo, because everybody's talking hey. about this shit. Hey, no, no, no. You know what's funny? I have zero idea what it does. I'm not going to lie. You have no idea why it's happening. I have zero idea. Like, everybody keeps asking me. Now, she did say, I want you to eat a little bit better. So I've probably been eating a little bit better. But I got zero, zero idea what the hell this drug does. Sounds like the perfect thing. We're going to get down to 270. You already lost 62 pounds. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, keep going, hey, Chuck. Hey, hey, but I, I, every time somebody asks me that question, I start laughing because I have zero idea what it does. I know it's working, though. Yeah, hey, are we not asking questions? Or are we thinking uh, just as long as it keeps working, I'm going to live longer? Don't tell hey, me shit. just results, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Connor has a question for you, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck, speaking of your playing weight, you know, because the guys on your show give you shit for not winning the title, people on the internet and in person, they think they can talk shit, too. But then your highlights, they'll hit the internet, and people will be like, holy shit, I have to put a lot more respect on Charles Barkley's uh, you know, career and game itself. How do you think you would fare in today's NBA? Because you're like the perfect stretch four. You think you probably have like 40 and 20 a game, or what do you expect you to have? Well, the game's a lot easier today because, you know, first of all, if you, they breathe on your heart, you get free throws. No, oh, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's, it's a lot easier. Uh, but it, it it's, um, man... Listen, I want to win the championship. I think all guys want to win a championship. You know, for some reason, in the last 20 years, idiots and fools on TV start telling guys they didn't win the championship. They life suck. Then the team – and the guys took it personal and started teaming up. And I'm like, yo, man, I'm, I'm good with my career. It's, this is not tennis or golf. We don't play an individual sport. You know, I'm happy for Joker if he wins it because – a guy that great, you. I want to see. I want to see Chris Paul win the championship. You know, I like to see Jason Tatum or Jimmy Butler win the championship. But you have to have it's a team effort, especially the NBA is the hardest one to win because you have to win four, not one. You have to win four each series. Mm-hmm. So I always laugh when people try to say, try to, you know, like, hey, you didn't win the championship. I'm like, okay, I didn't. What do you think I'm gonna go out and hurt myself? I think I'm hey, I think I'm doing pretty damn good. Five time first team all NBA, eleven time hey. all star. Gold medal. Hey, 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 Pat. My life don't suck. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that you're you're living great and we're all getting to benefit from it. You Hey, are- and let me tell you something. 
there's some guys I'm pretty damn sure won the championship with trade places with me. Oh, no. You don't what? say. Yeah. Uh, you're the absolute man, Chuck. We appreciate you. Good luck the rest of the way through the coverage, and thank you for making time. We golfing today? What do you got today? Uh, you know, I got I stopped at my place in Philly to get some clean clothes. Smart. And I'm like, I'm going to go out, get me a nice meal, do three martinis. What? What? Hey, get a good night's sleep what? and jump on an early plane to. I'm gonna get. I think Italian or steak. I gotta flip a coin. Nice. I'm gonna grab a, either okay. one of those. I only do three martinis with dinner. Smart. Get a good night's sleep and jump on an early flight to Miami. That's it, brother. Hell Easy yeah. day. Hey, what are we getting at? Uh, what are we getting at Glazzi's? If you go Italian, what do you got? Chicken parm? Are we eating? Uh, what? What? Oh. We're talking a little Alfredo. What? Lasagna. What? Everything that you got back there, Paisano. I lose you guys. Now you're all good. Ladies and gentlemen, Charles Barkley. And joining us now is a guy who's going to help us kind of get our heads wrapped around all the storylines around the NFL. Uh That's right. Mm -hmm. He's a man who was a general manager in the NFL. He was a consultant in the NFL. He's obviously a world champion. He's a speaker, an author, an email newsletterer. He's a podcast host, a live show host. He's an absolute dog. dog. Italian-American, ladies and gentlemen, Lombo, Michael Lombardi. Yeah! Hello, Hello, AJ. Hello, everybody. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. Lombo, how you doing? How you doing? Life good. Life is good. Yeah, I saw you had the great Charles Barkley on. Uh, I, I always think of Barkley. I was in 1984. I wrote about this in my new book. I got sent to do the Blue Gray game. I don't know if you guys, you guys are too young for the Blue Gray game was in Montgomery, Alabama around Christmas, right in the week of Christmas. So they sent me down there and I had to go scout Auburn players in between the practices. And when I got on Auburn's campus, they said to me, have you seen this guy Barkley? And I said, who are you talking about? Barkley? I don't even know what you're talking about. He said, you can't watch a basketball game. So I went to the gym and I watched him. And at that moment, I fell completely in love with the human being, Charles Barkley. And I have been a fan. I still in this office. I have his college yearbook when he was playing at Auburn, Duncan. He's just a tremendous. That was the greatest athlete I've ever. Somebody that big that could jump that high and move that fast. I've never seen it before. Lombo, he just lost 62 pounds in the last six months and has no idea how. Have you heard about this? <laughs> no, I didn't. I knew he lost weight. I could tell I, I, and I could tell he was losing weight, and I, I just assumed he just did like most of us do, stop eating. Well, <laughs> maybe. We honestly, he doesn't know how it happened. He does know he started taking this some medicine that some I think it's not Ozempic, it's another one. Monjaro oh, yeah, or something like that. Yep. It's kinda Thanks. similar. And it is he's just lost weight and he's trying to get to two seventy. And tonight he's eating Italian. He said, Am I eating three martinis, <laughs> yeah. some Italian? Mm-hmm. It's like what is this thing that you're taking? What is what does it do? It sounds like a miracle drug, Lombo. I think we'd both love it. Yeah, I think we got to invest in it too. Yeah, that's just like AI, Pac-Man. As soon as you heard it, we, how do I buy AI? Uh, who's a, let me Who talk to I, AI. What is AI? You're right. You got to get ahead of the game. Let's talk about being ahead of the game. You were always that, and we enjoy chatting with you. News of the day before all the boys have their question for you. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Hopkins released from the Cardinals. New GM, new coach, trying to get the contract off the books, I guess, but you would think they would want to do a trade. Did they do right by D-Hop here, or how do you think we got to this point, and where does he go next? I think a lot of it, the back channel of the story is, so when, when Hopkins, a lot of conversation was he didn't want to, you know, he's due to make $19.4 million this year. And a lot of people around the league thought he wanted a raise because we've seen this receiver market creep up into the mid-20s, right? 
And so everybody in the league kind of thought he wanted to raise. Well, he was saying, I don't want to raise. And then all of a sudden Beckham's contract comes in and he's like, wait a minute, you know, like what's going on here? And so during the draft, I kind of thought they would be able to work out a deal and there were no suitors. Kansas City seemed interested. Some other teams, we know this, Lamar Jackson during his hiatus when he was not in love with the Ravens before he fell back in love with the Ravens, said, I want Beckham and I want Hopkins and that'll make me happier. Well, they got him Beckham. Now they have a chance to get them both. So I think a lot of this was they just couldn't trade him. There wasn't a market for him to take on that contract. I think now it's harder than ever because we are going to be in June soon, and not a lot of teams have cap room. The Chiefs have less than a million dollars of cap room. They would probably be interested. Could they make it work? I think it affects his ability to make that $19.4 million back up. He's still getting paid, though, isn't he? Doesn't he get that money or no? No, he does not because they released him before it's guaranteed. So none of the guaranteed. Now they've taken on $21 million of debt, which tells you this. And I read his commentary about what he's looking for in the next team. You know, he wants a really good – he wants stability in the organization. He wants a good defense. And, and I thought the most interesting thing he said was, I want a quarterback who's all in, who's going to work hard and do all those things. I'm not saying he said that about Kyler Murray, but that leads me to think maybe he was saying something about what was going on in Arizona. Well, he also came on and said, Kyler's a winner, but he's going to be hurt. But it, there was a lot of people that took the same thing you were talking about. Because anytime you say, like, this is the first time I've ever experienced something like this, yeah. people are like, well, what is he saying about ba 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 ba? It's just like a naturally inherent thing. And he's listed off some teams that are very good at football. I think he knew that he could, had to potentially adjust his contract. I, you said that people thought maybe he would go up. I thought he was agreeing to like go down almost to find a home. Intrigued to see who takes a shot. It's going to be a team that doesn't need him, though. Mm-hmm. And the teams that do need him, we're all going to be pissed about why we didn't sign him for however many million he's going to make. It's going to be like D-Hop is going to be. What do you think that market's going to look like? What do you think? Of- well, I, I mean, look, this is a guy that's, you know, he's always covered, but he always makes catches. He has a 65% average on catch percentage in his career. Damn. Like, he's never going to take the top off the defense. He's always going to have coverage, but he's so good at pushing the receiver. He's always in balance. He's always good at pushing the DB, creating separate. I mean, Pac-Man can tell you, he's a hard guy to cover because of his length and his incredible eye-hand coordination. And when he gets to a quarterback that will throw him the ball when he's covered, you know, he'll make the play on him, and he's got unique ability in that area. I, I think Kansas City would be an ideal place to replace Juju Smith-Schuster, right? He's in the slot. He's got Kelsey. He wants to go somewhere where he can be the other guy, where he's not going to draw the third-down double team. I think the Ravens – look, Lamar Jackson in 19 had his best season. He won the MVP. Why? Because they had Mark Andrews and they had Hayden Hurst. He threw the ball in the middle of the field. If you have Hopkins in the middle of the field along with Mark Andrews, you're going to make a lot of plays. I think the Ravens should be because Lamar doesn't throw the ball on the outside as well as he does in the middle of the field. Well, and they got OBJ and Zay out here too that at least have to draw a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say attention, but a little bit. Mm -hmm. Can't completely come into the middle of the field. And I think with Lamar, hey, he's only going to get better running, I think, as they open up the arm. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, most of the time now, everybody rushes with him is almost like they're counting five Mississippi that nobody wants to run up the field. They're scared he's going to get out of the pocket. So Lamar's always, even though the Ravens line isn't always the best line in the league, he gets time because A, they run block really well. And B, you can't lose contain on Lamar or else he'll take off. And next thing you know, it's a 30 yard game. Got it, AJ. 
Bombo, I don't know if you saw, but Russ Wilson looks like he's in pretty damn good shape right now. We we saw a side by side picture. We don't know exactly what his <laughs> regimen is, but he's looking good. How do you what do you think that season's going to look like for Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, and the rest of this team? Well, I, I think it's going to look like because I have great respect for Sean Payton as a play designer and as a play caller, and I think he's taking control of the offense again. You know, we're not going to let Russ cook. Russ is going to have to work on the line. Russ isn't going to do the meals. And so Sean can handle that. And I think he's going to bring out the best in what Russell can do at this point in his career. One thing about Sean Payton that you have to really remember, he he believes in, you know, he's going to run the football. He's not going to be a 50-pass game every game. He understands play action. He understands how to control the pace of the game with the running game. I think it's an awfully good opportunity for Russell to kind of regain his career and the burden of responsibility is no longer on him. I wrote a column for Visa this week, and, and I think Hell it's yeah. a little unfair to certain players. When you make a trade for a player and you basically tell the world we're one player away, right? Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, we're one player away. It's a lot of pressure on the player, right? And so I think what Peyton's going to do this year is, look, we as a team have to win. It, we weren't just one player away, and I think that's really important. Uh, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Lombo, uh, the Patriots just got two OTAs taken away, and obviously everyone's saying, of course, the Patriots Cheaters. are cheating. Do you know all about yeah. it, Lombo? Yeah. Oh, you know all about it. Cheater. Wow. You're probably cheating too, Lombardi, of course, is what they're going to say. I cheated in school, yeah. If you were a good student next to me, you'd be careful. I was looking at your paper. You'd be careful. Amen. You'd be careful. Yes, yeah, it's just a smart move, just like Bill Belichick would do. Uh, of course yeah. he loves you. But seriously, what, what happened there? Uh, does Bill give a fuck about, you know, breaking rules when it leads to losing OTAs or what's the whole situation? Also, is he pissed that he got fined $50,000? I don't know about any of what he's feeling, but I do know this. A lot of teams in the league are really worried about about the OTA days and about getting losing Seattle's lost time, Dallas, New England. I think they went over them. The young players wanted to have more time in the meeting. They went over by 15 minutes. It wasn't that they were practicing or making it mandatory. The players, the young working players, too hard. Work. working too hard, yeah, working too hard, working too hard. Yeah, that's, that's what the word is. What I was told was they were younger players in the room that wanted more time. So look, it, this four-hour rule. If the players don't leave the building, it becomes a problem for the team. I thought it was, you know, look, two losing two OTA days. I'm not sure that's an issue because most teams don't use them all. Cincinnati hasn't even used an OTA day. I think it's it's harder on the player, the younger players, to get caught up. And the time limits in the building, understanding that we as teams, me included, have overemphasized all the work in the building and made the offseason drudgery. I think there needs to be a little bit of balance. I think it's gone the other way too far. I think there needs to be – because you're not going to develop young players if they don't know what to do. You need to have them around. Yeah, we thought there was a chance maybe too long in a cold tub. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Take two OTAs, can't do that. How about this, Lombo? They made a rule, no balls on the field. You remember that for like the first two weeks? It's like, so I, punter, yeah. I have to go to a fucking local high school field. I have to go kick there. I have to do the whole thing with numerous other humans on the open field. Can't just kick at the, can't kick at the facility that has nets and a never-ending supply of balls. Mm-hmm. People that would do it, can't do that. Uh, can't just yeah. make a... Like a little bit of an asterisk, maybe? Like balls can be kicked as opposed to like, – no, no balls on the field at all. It's like, 
All right, well, I'm not fucking coming. Yeah. Like, yeah. And if you get well, hurt at that high school it, field. It, it, it's classic of the NFL. They talk about player safety, right? And so they don't want kickoff coverage, they, which you and I both know special team kickoff coverage is all about developing toughness within your team. And it's all about field position. It's all about controlling the game. So they want to remove this. And then in the same breath, they say we should play on Thursday nights, right? And so we could put two Why do they do it, Lombo? You've been in all those meetings. Why does it happen, you think? Because because they can convince themselves. They have data to support that kickoff coverage gave them more concussions, but they don't have data to support that Thursday night. They're still looking into the Thursday night injury prone. To me, it's it's really a reflection of a lot of people in the league office don't understand what actually happens. What you know, you can't kick balls. Offensive linemen, we know they need time in the weight room. They need time in the indoor to work on their craft. You take that away, you wonder why quarterbacks are getting injured more because the offensive linemen aren't being able to to, to practice and develop. It's just twofold thing, and there's a disconnect between what the rules are. I mean, look, I, if I were the Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, John Harbaugh, Mike nice. Tomlin. I would have called them up on the phone and say, we're thinking about eliminating the kickoff kickoff by putting it at the 25. What are your thoughts on why this would affect the game? And I think you would have gotten really good answers on why it would affect the game. And I think it may have changed. Allegedly, hey, allegedly. Players. allegedly. They're trying to protect the players, and then all of a sudden we're playing on Thursday night two games. Playing on turf. And uh, the whole – I mean, there's a lot of different conversations you can have. Also, we're our – Flying further than we've ever flown yep. to go play games in other places and not having a it's shorter week and who knows. But their fields are better than our fields, and our fields will change to be better fields whenever their players come over to America to play a sport that isn't our sport. Okay. Hmm. Makes none of it really makes a lot of sense. But whenever you talk about all those coaches being asked about the rule change, allegedly there are special teams coaches. Now, I don't know if I've spoken to any of the special teams coaches that were invited, but a brainstorming session at NFL Films, allegedly McKay wasn't there, Goodell wasn't there. Allegedly, a lot of ideas were said by all coaches in the league, and they're all like, we do not want this fair catch thing. Like, this is just, not only is it bullshit, Mickey Mouse, it also is going to force all of us to do things that are going to take away a part of football, pretty much. And then what else will you do if you do this to the punt, to any other play that is deemed, you know, from some stats, too aggressive? But... Nobody listened to it. And Roger Dell was like, yeah, we're just doing this. And then they got owners to vote, and then it's it's through, and nobody matters. Like, wh- how is that how this is? You know, how is that? I, I don't know, but let's take it a step further. You're Cordell Patterson. You're one of the most elite kickoff return guys in the league. And you have a chance to get in the Hall of Fame. You maybe put two more in the end zone. You may be qualified for the Hall of Fame, and now you're not going to have a chance. Now you're not going to have it. It's going to be hard. They're going to, you know, it's not going to, you're not going to have this chance. So now you're impacting the game in a way you're preventing a player who has unique skills. I mean, if this rule would have been in play, you think Devin Hester would have had as many returns as he did? Of course not. So it's like we're taking away the game and and we're taking away the essence of the game. Special teams matter. You know, football is a three-dimensional game. Offense, defense, and the kicking game. Hell yeah. And the refs. They're a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Four teams out there. You know, four teams out there for everybody. The refs are on nobody's side, but stats are somehow on everybody's side except for special teams' play sides. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The only people that haven't been able to use stats to somehow gain an advantage is the special teams' plays in the conversation about what needs to go and what doesn't need to go. Tone Diggs has a Paisano question for you. (laughs) Yeah, let's get serious here. Lombo, um, you know, I like Aaron Rodgers. We all like Aaron Rodgers, but he sure. said something this week that I don't know if I could get past. I don't know if you could get past. He said, you know, I like Casino. I like Goodfellas. I like the Godfather. 
I just could never get into the Sopranos. That guy, Rogers hates the Sopranos, and I need your thoughts on it. I, I, I can't understand that. If you like Goodfellas and you like Godfather, I don't know how you can. And, he, and hell, he's right down the corner. He could go visit Tony's house. He's right there in in, uh, in Florham Park. He's right near it. I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe the storyline didn't appeal to him. I, I don't know. But to me, if you like those other ones, it's kind of hard for me not to like The Sopranos. Hell, I, I might go home and watch an episode today. <laughs> hell yeah, why not? I mean, just go ahead and pop in there. Also, another thing to watch today, especially this weekend, uh, Mike. Last 40 minutes, Top Gun Maverick. That's right. Mm-hmm. 40 minutes. All you need to see, it's its own movie, basically, the last 40 minutes. As they're picking who's all going to go on the mission, you know, Dagger 1, Dagger 2, yep. Dagger 3, and right. Dagger 4, as they're making that announcement, and then they lay out what it is, and then they go out onto the carrier, and they have those little moments with each other, and then they take off. Fucking fight's on, pal. Mm-hmm. So 40 minutes of just awesome cinema right there. Uh, it's an amazing movie. I mean, I got flight sick just watching the damn thing. It was impressive. <laughs> I don't know how the hell those guys do it. Those guys are heroes. Flying sideways, upside down. I you mean, see. taking that thing up there. It was impressive. I mean, look, the, our armed forces, as we honor Memorial Day weekend, I hell mean, yeah. it's really remarkable. Hell yeah. Amen. Thank you for your service here, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. And thank you to those who paid the ultimate price, thank obviously, mm-hmm. for the good of our country, at least in their minds. Yep. The good of our country. A lot of people, you know, you don't have to be pro-war to be pro-warrior. Remember that. That's right. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. is something mm-hmm. I feel like gets lost every once in a while. Ty Schmidt has a question for you, Lombo. Yeah, Lombo, looking at uh, like clips from OTAs, obviously you take all those with a grain of salt because ultimately it doesn't really mean shit. But I've been watching the Packers ones a little bit closer uh, to see how Jordan Love's doing. When you look at the NFC North and the NFC as a whole, what do you think realistic expectations are for the Packers this year? I think the Packers are undervalued a little bit because, look, they, their defense is going to be better, right? I mean, I don't know how they're a two-and-a-half-point dog to Chicago. The Green Bay's defense is pretty good. And, you know, Green Bay has two really good running backs. Now, we understand Jordan Love is going to be a young player. He's going to make mistakes. It's going to really behoove LaFleur to change what he does and kind of manage the game differently. But their their special teams improved last year. Their defense got better. I think their defense is much better. So, I think they're undervalued. I I don't know what love's going to look like. I can't wait to watch them this summer. But to me, they're not a team that is just bad. I mean, they've got a good offensive line. They can improve in that area. Chicago is a team that has a longer way to go uh, in terms of their talent level and how they're trying to rebuild. Hey, Lando, so, you don't like hey you don't like uh, Justin Fields. You don't like Justin Fields, huh? Hates him. I, I'm not a big look to me. All right, let me give you some reasons why. Let me give uh, 91 sacks in two years, average seven yards a sack, okay? I know there's some people that come on your show that think he should be the MVP. (laughs) I can tune that out. I won't listen to that. He also doesn't have Joe Montana in his top five. I won't mention who that is. No big deal. Okay, we'll move forward on this. So anyway, so like 91 sacks, 29 fumbles. You know, let me just give you this stat. Last year, the Colts and the Bears – Averaged 8.5 points in per loss. The Colts threw it 35 times. The Bears threw it 22. They didn't even want to throw it when they were behind. He's got to throw the football. Is he a dynamic athlete? No doubt. But as a thrower of the football, processor of the football, one of the things that really bothered people when he came out was his release. It's too loose. He can't control the ball. He turns the ball over too much. Those are things that I don't like in quarterbacks. He's a dog. Hey, you mentioned the Colts there. What do you think about the Colts this year? What does their season look like with Richardson at the helm? And is he going to be a starter from day one? Absolutely. 
We're I think he will be the starter from day one. I think that striking will do a good job of managing what he can do. Excellent. They still have the great Jonathan Taylor. They got to get that offensive line to play better. The six-back attack will be there. But look, let's put this in perspective. The Colts last year beat Kansas City at home as bad as they were. Thank you. Right? We were there. You know, Thank and you. so like they won. They're not as the, the team got away from them. There's no question. They did not have a good training camp. They weren't tough. The offensive line really was disappointing. Mm-hmm. I think all those things got a chance to be corrected. We'll see if the kid can can develop as a thrower. Look, when I first watched Anthony Richardson, I said, that guy's going to win the Heisman. Now, after I watched more of them, there was too much inconsistencies. But they're going to have to work on him. But he is elite in terms of his athletic skills. There's no denying that. Well, listen, did you see who he was playing with down there? And who was yeah. coaching and him? And how they – Whoa. I'm just saying. There's, I mean, that was a. He goes back yeah. to college. He could potentially just take over next year yeah. with how athletic he is. I, I thought he should have, Pat. I thought that would have been the smarter play, but hell, he went three. That's how dumb I am. Four, but he is going to be a guy. All right. Oh, yeah. All signs out of camp. Could you imagine if there was anything other than what was said, actually said? Everything coming out is. Hey, he's much further along than we thought. The way he throws it, much better than anybody could have imagined. He is the leader that we've been looking for. He works hard. He's there, there earlier. If anything else was to come out of the building, obviously we're talking fire alarms, but everybody's speaking positively. And with the way Steichen can run that offense, we can grow with him, can't we? Especially with Jonathan Taylor, if that offensive line plays good. Jonathan Taylor could be good again too, right? Right. And I think if you go back to Austin Eckler's best season in, in Los Angeles – with the Chargers, Steichen was the play caller. He averaged over 10 yards a catch in that offense. So Steichen understands how to get the ball to the best players is my point here. And I think that he'll be able to do that. And they've got to get, they've got to have to take the pressure off. He's going to make mistakes. Everybody does, right? But his athletic skills, remember when Lamar Jackson took over his rookie year, you know, he comes in and plays. They were four and five, I think. And then the next thing you know, they go six and one and make the playoffs. Like that's not a stretch for a young player to come in, especially a uniquely athletic young player who's fast. Player you just brought up right there, Austin Eckler, he just did a new $2 million incentive-based bonus program, I believe, Mm -hmm. to his contract. How do you feel about them getting something done that, assuming, uh, will make Austin Eckler happy and have him re-motivated to be a touchdown-scoring machine for the Chargers? I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. I mean, the guy, last year he only averaged under seven yards per catch. That's way too low for him. He needs to be able to average, like he did with Steichen, 10 yards, 9.6, Kamara. That's when you really have a weapon in your backfield. And he's so effective in the red zone. He creates so many problems for you. How do you match up? And his ability to run routes and then run with it after the catch is really dynamic. I, I worry a little bit because Kellen Moore – has never been very good at featuring the running back in the passing game. Now, I know he had Tony Pollard, but when Zeke was there without Pollard, Zeke, I kept screaming for Zeke to be more of a weapon. You know, use his skills in the passing game. I think this is where Eckler's a difference maker, and he's going to be the guy that the Chargers need to rely on. He and Mike Williams are the playmakers in that offense. Yeah, I guess Kellen, Tony Pollard... Right? With oh, yeah. Callum Callum, Callum, yeah. Who's mm-hmm. over there? I think Tony Pollard was a weapon. Hopefully Austin Eckler will be utilized in the same fashion. All I know is if Austin Eckler's playing in the game, anytime touchdown scorer 
is a good bet. He's yeah. going to get into the yep. paint, and if you don't want that on your field, I don't know what you're looking for. Connor has the last question for you here, Lombo. Yeah, Lombo. Obviously, Rogers coming to the Jets makes the AFC East, you know, kind of a two horse battle. At least people are talking about it that way. But then we see photos of Tua, and we're hearing that he is a black belt in jujitsu, and it looks <laughs> as though he's eating five thousand calories a day to gain weight. Do you think the Dolphins are much better than what people are giving them respect for? And do you think? It is going to be a two-horse race with the Bills and the Jets, or do you think the Dolphins have a real chance of winning the AFC East? No, I think it's I, I think it's a I think that it's wide open. I think Vic Fangio makes a huge difference for Miami, and I don't think you could overlook that. But let's put things in perspective. The New York Football Jets have only been to the playoffs thirteen times since they won the Super Bowl in nineteen sixty-eight. <laughs> they haven't been to the playoffs in two thousand and ten. As great as Aaron Rodgers is, and he's great, you just don't turn that switch and become a champion overnight. You just don't become one of the six or eight teams like their head coach mentioned. Oh, we're one of the six or eight. No, no, no. You got to learn to be a champion. You got to build yourself to be a champion. You got to go through the rigors of it. And just having one player doesn't mean you get there. I think everybody in Miami, everybody in Buffalo, and everybody in New England looked at those comments that he made and they said they laughed, considering he's only won two games in the AFC East since he's been a head coach. He's only won 11 overall. I think, to me, that's the bigger issue. I think it's a wide-open race. Do you think the Buffalo Bills take a fall or the Patriots continue to fall or maybe the Miami Dolphins fall or maybe A.J. Hawk falls off his chair in the middle of a program? Is is there? What do you think of the (laughs) Buffalo Bills? What do you think about the Buffalo Bills? I I think, you know, I I love the Dalton Kincaid draft pick because he'll be a slot receiver. I think they should go after Hopkins. (laughs) Now, they drafted Kincaid for that role. But I think that'll make them. They'll be a 12 team. They'll run the ball more. They sign Lamont Murray. They sign Murray to run the ball. They need to be more physical with their offense. They just can't rely on Josh Allen's physicality. They need to be more physical. But look, Buffalo's a good team, and they got a player like Josh Allen. You're going to be in a lot of games, and he's going to make plays, and they've got the receivers. They needed that inside slot receiver because when they were really remember Cole Beasley three two years ago was good, you know, and then McKenzie started to play well, and then he fell off last year. Kincaid will be that slot receiver. They need that in their offense. I I would not discount. I think the East is wide open. All right. I'm excited to watch how it all pans out. And I don't think the Buffalo Bills are going to fall or the Patriots are going to continue to fall or the Miami Dolphins are going to fall. Just had to get the word fall in there because that's what that guy who's the all-time leading tackle for the Green Bay Packers (laughs) did. We appreciate you. Hope to talk more uh, with you this fall, Michael Lombardi. Oh, absolutely. I'm ready whenever you are. I'm I'm sitting here in my office, whatever you need, my man. Thank you, guys. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Hey, you too, and thank you. Are you back? uh, You drove back home, right? I'm right here. I'll be home in my house in three minutes. So once I get through this traffic here at the beach, and everybody's at the beach this weekend. Oh, yeah, big-time beach weekend, right? You guys going to be walking the boardwalk? What are you doing? Absolutely. Walk the boardwalk. You can't beat it. This is the summertime. Get ice cream. It's all good. <laughs> so you every day, you're waking up, you're walking that boardwalk, you're kind of doing You are a full Jersey Shore person. I am truly a Jersey Shore person. Yeah, this is the best time of the year to be here. This is the best time to experience what, what Springsteen sang all those songs about, even though we only had one hit. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Yes. You're never going to let old cuz. Who was it? Who was it that said that? I don't even know who it is. One tweet. Yeah. One, one tweet, tweet Lombo. Yeah. Say, this guy don't fucking know nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Lombardi. We appreciate yeah, Thanks, guys. All right, let's get to a break. I believe we are going to say uh, bid the uh, Larry O'Brien trophy adieu. Okay. adieu. Oh, it is gone. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. 
Sorry about that. In the middle of the thing, they wanted me to go do a TikTok with it after the show, they asked me. So literally, as Lombo's giving an answer, I'm hitting the mute mic button for Zito, and I'm going, I ain't dancing. What are we talking <laughs> yeah. about? But they're still in the room. They could have, he definitely. Yeah, he, you better get in there. They could definitely hear me say that or whatever. Definitely. Because I was like. Zito was talking to me like, hey, they were wondering if they could uh, stick around afterwards. Uh, they want to make a TikTok with you and Larry O'Brien. And I'm like, "Sweet, just tell them we'll send them whatever they want. Like, whatever they want, we'll send them because obviously we're grateful for that. They're like, well, they want to they stick around and, and wait over. I'm like, uh, for a TikTok. I'm like, I ain't fucking dancing with this thing. What are we? <laughs> I ain't dancing. All right. I, Lombo's giving a great answer here. They were very nice, though. I like what they're, yeah. the Larry O'Brien people were doing. They're Absolutely. very... I like that they're making it a thing. Yes, exactly. Like the Stanley Cup has started this trend of like, hey, let's do the rounds before we kind of get to, you know, the team winning it. And seeing it in person, it was it was awesome. pretty Is there sweet. Is another trophy yeah. they could do this? They were all together uh, in New York a week ago. All hanging the trof- out? All the trophies were hanging out. That'd be a good, like, animated film. Oh, yeah. Um, that was a replica, though. It yes, was it was. a replica. But it was a real replica. No. Same weight, same everything. AJ, how should uh, – you know – I didn't I, fall, by the way. I was adjusting my my mic arm. It looked Boom. like you fell. You fell. It did, look did it like really? It took a f- yeah. yeah. You fell. I, just admit it. I blame me. I I trip. I fall. I break things all the time. But I did not fall this time. Not on this program though. So like uh-huh. that wouldn't be a yeah. It's kind of usually it's kind of tough to fall out of a chair. I'm sitting and not moving oh. too much. Well, that's why we were so kind of what the hell? Because I was looking your- at I'm looking at Lombo and then you know see. And then everybody's everybody literally, literally everybody's like did 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 his, did his, did his, his face too looked a little flustered. I just off slid off. I slid off camera to get to this. You know, you remember back in the day, uh, this this boom arm would fall down, and I would hold it up for two hours in a show. <laughs> oh, yes, so like this, right? Mm-hmm. I'm you trying actually, to figure it out. <laughs> nice little bicep pump. He yeah. would actually hold it like this, and he wouldn't tell anybody. No, he would. He and I don't know how many times you actually did it. I think you started shaking one time. That oh, was yeah. when Probably. we're like, "What the fuck is going on with the camera?" Well, I've been holding it off. This thing fell an hour and a half ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't tap out. That is a good point. Uh, breaking news: Our source. Says or telling that could have been the piss jug that's underneath his desk. Oh, yours. That makes sense. I just fell off the chair trying to find something to pee in. No, I think it, so you did fall it the chair. fell, hit you because <laughs> it's all weeks oh, worth yeah. of. Yep. And That'd be awful. And then knocked piss you everywhere. Could have maybe slice the tip of his penis on the edge of the piss jug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you? It's, it's always tough. You got to aim. Uh, give what? us a phone Fight call. Fight adversity. And we'll end this beautiful show with uh, some five hour energy phone line. All you got to do is call 1 833 433 6663 or 1 833 4 If you don't do great with the numbers, go to 5 That's the the number five, our H O U R energy E R. Nope. No, that is not it. But it is E. E N E R. Yeah. G Y dot com. Use promo code McAfee. You receive 20% what? off your. Hell yeah. You can That's get, too much. I agree. Too That's too bad much. business. Amen. We got to take advantage of them for doing this. Right. You can yeah. get the box that you see at the gas station at the house. So literally put it in the bathroom next to your sink. So whenever you're going out in the morning, boom, Boop. just right there. And then you go ahead and take it 11 a.m. Maybe noonish, mm-hmm. and that'll get you Boom. right to the end of your day, right to where the weekend. Hell yeah! What? Let's go to the five energy phone line here in a bit. Joining us now is a man who's the host of the weekly wrap up with the Rap Sheet and Friends. Ooh. Us being the friends, he being Rap Sheet. Also, the show The Insiders, which airs on all podcast streaming platforms. Hell yeah! He's a senior NFL insider for the NFL, the NFL's website, the NFL's uh, network, and the NFL streaming service NFL Plus. Plus. Might be the last time you ever see him, ladies and gentlemen. Ian Rapport. Yeah. 
Indeed. Oh. What's up? Golf attack. What, we got Sunday Red on? Are we uh, we battling in the, the local course and then all of a sudden some breaking news took place? Or is this just standard operating procedure for May, Ian Rappaport on TV? Well, uh, so I played yesterday. Uh, I was terrible. Oh. Uh, I <laughs> yeah, it was really – I had my first eagle ever, which was wild, and I shot a 92 – with an eagle, so think about how bad the rest Jeez. of the probably ninety six sounds like block. Yeah, yeah, yeah rap like sheet block. He shot so seventy four. Took a little, uh, took a little short game lesson today to kind of get my bearings. I feel a lot more optimistic now than I was yesterday. What do we got? Weight on the front foot, ball slightly forward. Let's go ahead and only use two fingers. We're on the back handle grip there. Uh, no, it was more like um, feet together, left foot kind of out a little bit, kind of open to make sure you turn. Hands pressed kind of go through the ball, you know, should kind of sweep. I was blading chips. It was awful. No, I think it's standard. A lot of people blade the yeah. chips. You suck. Well, assuming- not, not good golfers. Well, yeah, of course. But that's why we're. I'm really flustered that this is happening to you because don't you walk 18 like every day of your life? Yeah, with the push cart. And you're still doing like the bunny heel of chip shot lessons, mm-hmm. that sounds like. That's embarrassing. What's yeah. the deal? This is, uh, this is what I was going through in my head yesterday, trying to understand why I still play. Um <laughs> And I found the answer today because I'm back to being awesome after that shortcut lesson. So life is good. Hey, you found it. Hey, boy, right? You found, found it. it. Yep. And you only need it for one weekend. It doesn't matter what you do the next weekend. As long as you have one great moment mm-hmm. on the golf course and it's televised, that will live forever. Nothing can take that away. Right? Yeah. Right. Unless you're saying that, you know, you're better than Rory if you could drive it 40 more yards. Let's go uh, to football now. Let's talk about the NFL. That was He said that as a joke. And I yeah. believe no the person that. interviewing that person well, could have potentially got a little clarity immediately afterwards. <laughs> I agree with to that. To kind of save, <laughs> save the whole thing. You know, I that, agree that with could that have part. certainly happened. But doesn't mind. think that is, uh, <laughs> that's not being taken into account. Like, hey, can we get some clarification <laughs> no. on what he actually just said there? Because it's a pretty big statement. And Mike Block's a good guy. He Great is a good guy. Absolutely. Great guy. Love Blocky. Anyways, let's go to football here. The Arizona Cardinals have cut DeAndre Hopkins. Now, you know that that's a big deal because on April 3rd, you came on this particular program and you said that you don't foresee a situation where DeAndre Hopkins, I'd be surprised if DeAndre Hopkins was released. If he's traded, his salary will be adjusted. That's from the Phoenix Cardinals podcast. Shout out for you guys reminding us of this. But you said that. So this is all kind of happening quickly. When did the mood kind of shift to, you know what, we're going to release him. We'll take the eat of the salary cap, and then we just move on because this didn't seem like an outcome at all. It, to me, it didn't seem like an outcome at all either. And at that time, when I said it, the Cardinals were having trade talks. They had trade talks all the way through to the draft, really all, up until I would say Wednesday night. And, you know, there were definitely times before the draft when I thought he was going to get traded. The contract, you know, he's obviously not going to get paid the $19.5 million that he would have made from the Cardinals this year. That was really never going to happen for any team. He was willing to take less. He was willing to take an incentive-laden deal. The problem is when you're adjusting the contract and you have a team, and there were you know, certainly several interested teams. I mean, Von Miller has come on and talked about his recruitment. I'm sure the Bills would have been a potential option there. I know that uh, Kansas City would have been a potential. There, there's some really good teams, Ravens perhaps. Um, some really good teams have been interested in DeAndre Hopkins over the last couple of months. The problem is... You had to adjust the salary. Then there was the draft pick compensation. Then there was talk of maybe the Cardinals eating some money. They didn't seem to want to eat money for a guy they were saying goodbye to anyway. So basically what they did was at some point, they said, you know what? We have tried everything to trade him. We cannot trade him. 
We are not going to pay $19.5 million this year in what could be a rebuilding-ish year for the Cardinals. Ish. So today, they just released him. Go ahead, AJ. Ian, but, they're, but they were okay eating, what, twenty almost $22 million in dead cap money, though? Couldn't they just kept him on the squad and try to use him a little bit? They could have, but they save a bunch of cash as well. So there's the obviously okay. the cap, and then there's the cash. They were going to be hit with the dead cap money anyway. Like That was counting on their cap. Uh, they could not post June 1 the cap. Ba- basically, they couldn't split it up over two years because they already have two players who are post-June 1 designations. Uh, they're taking it all this year, but they're saving cash. And, you know, for what you think is going to be a difficult year for the Cardinals, paying a receiver who is a you know, has been a number one receiver, I personally think could still be. But know. we'll see what teams, if teams pay him like that. Um, you know, right. doing all that for a team that's going to maybe struggle might not make sense for the Cardinals when they seem to be looking a little more toward the future. Okay, so there isn't a conversation about them potentially doing good by DeAndre Hopkins and just saying, hey, you can be a free agent as opposed to us necessarily deciding where you're going? No. I mean, they if that was the case, they would have done it before the draft, before teams drafted receivers. And salary caps were eaten up or whatever. What do you think re- right. realistic uh, – Market is right now. What, he's gonna get. He's gonna have to take a deal, like a prove it deal, almost. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, he he might. So I would say, if you had asked me before the Odell deal, before 18, uh, the fifteen million dollars fully guaranteed up to eighteen, I would have said, you know, the market for these sort of a little bit older receivers who have a little bit to prove would be like Michael Thomas, right? Where you basically make about ten million with a chance to get to fifteen. The Ravens paid more for Odell, um, and I. I wonder if the Odell deal complicated the DeAndre Hopkins trade deal because obviously he's going to say, I probably should make as much as Odell. And there was one team willing to pay Odell what he made. That was the Ravens. Interesting. Um, you're wor- so, well, that's what your value is. Whatever somebody will pay yeah. you yep. is exactly 100%. what your value is. You're saying there's a chance a team will give a big deal because they know that D-Hop will add to them immediately. Yeah, it's just it'll have to be creative because people don't have a lot of space. I mean, there's just – not a lot of deals happen after the draft because there's not a lot of salary cap space. Now, you could always create, but you are leveraging. Um, and I would expect – look, if you're – there are some really good teams. We just mentioned some of them who might be a piece away playoff teams. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of team that he's going to sign with. The really good teams that might just need one more. Yeah, the Indianapolis Colts. That's That'll, a good point. Welcome to the Colts. Yeah, welcome to Indianapolis. I yeah. can't wait to see him. Excited to see where he goes to. And when he goes to a, a team and he gets paid what he gets paid, I'm excited for everybody else to react in the exact same fashion going, our team could have fucking done that, right? Yep. Couldn't, we have, <laughs> Come on. couldn't we have done that to DeAndre Hopkins? Speaking of getting creative, Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Rap she Pro Football Talks, Mike Florio brought up this idea when regarding uh, Joe Burrow's contract that is hopefully happening here soon. Is there any chance that teams will start doing percentages of salary caps as their contract negotiation? Like the Pat Mahomes deal, he referenced how, you know, five years ago it was the number one deal, but, you know, this year he's the eighth overall or whatever it is. Will that be something in the future that teams do for each position? Yeah, this has been a Florio uh argument for years um i haven't sensed a lot of traction on it i think the main reason is because you know teams essentially pay guys what they have to which is not like a very good way of saying it but that's kind of what it is right you pay whatever the market is and everyone wants a good deal so if you're paying a guy a lot of money it's usually because 
You have to to get the guy. Um, would a, it would t- it would have to be a quarterback who would essentially say, "I am not signing anything at all ever unless it is this structure." And to find someone who has that kind of leverage is really extremely difficult. You'd have to be like, you'd have to be a free agent, and there's you know we rarely see really really good free agent quarterbacks. Or you'd have to be a franchise guy who says, "I don't care how long this takes. I'm only doing it this way." Kind of like you have to have the leverage that Deshaun Watson had that Ugh. enabled him to get the fully guaranteed deal that we've seen is leverage. looking more like an anomaly than anything else. Yeah, you know, Mo- you'd have to be that kind of that kind of situation. Molageta, by the way, shout out to him. He sent us a box saying thank you for mm-hmm. the uh, kind response at Radio Row. Gave me uh, got, I got a pair of Travis Scott shoes, yeah, yeah. shoes and yeah. the uh, nineteen forty two. Wow, tequila. what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the one who got that deal done. We've obviously been incredibly impressed by it, as mm-hmm. has everybody else who's been trying to, I think, shoot for that uh, contract. And every team has basically gone, nope. We're just nope. not going to do that nope. at all. That's not going to happen. Lamar gets paid. Excited to see what Joe's is. Mm-hmm. And I like to hear that Florio's been battling with that because it seems like a good answer. Eh, I might be, you know, out of pocket, but that feels smart so you don't have to really battle about the X's and O's. Speaking of battle, go ahead, Ty. Yeah, Repsy, what the hell's going on with the Commanders? Uh, the sale isn't done yet. It's supposedly, you know, going to happen. They think it's going to happen. And also their trademark was just denied, so they are going to have to change their name. I mean, what, you know, I thought we were past everything with Dan Snyder potentially being out there, but it kind of seems like it's still a shitstorm over there. Yeah, the the trademark thing, I saw that. Um, It sounds like from uh, Darren Heitner, who I think is involved in the dude who squatted on the trademark to kind of make this thing weird. It seems like he'd be willing to accept a donation. This is from Darren Heitner's Twitter a donation to something um, to give the trademark back to the commanders. I think so it's essentially somebody squatting on the trademark. I, I would be very, very, very surprised if they change their name. And I believe the sale is going through what they're kind of battling now is the finance committee would like a little more cash. That's where it seems it's a big deal. A lot of people we've talked about that. They'd like a little more cash. Fun. Roger Goodell has basically Grease said, the right. They, they don't want, Essentially, they don't want to ta- this to be dead field. They want it to Whoops. be cash. Roger Goodell has basically said this deal is going to happen. So figure this out. So I think that they will figure it out in probably very timely fashion. Say we just need a little money in our palms. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's all we need. Some greasy poles. Roger, That's it. A little That's bit it. more mm-hmm. grease into the poles. That's grease them. Hey, I, I respect that now the negotiation between Dan Snyder and Josh happened, I assume, and, and that whole crew to get to a deal to a point where the numbers made. And then now everybody else is getting involved like, yeah, 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 but also, okay. Come on. We're going to need some fungible cash. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to see it. We're not talking about later. And you'll pay us back. And our ticket sales that we've in a league that we've already created with teams that we've already created yeah. are going to be able to get the money back to us. We need some of your actual pocketed money right now. Mm-hmm. We need We need more of that before you get into our money. We need a little bit more. They'll figure it out before the season. Yeah. And then, boom, it'll be big-time news as kickoff is around the corner. And the NFL has got the big bad wolf that is Dan Snyder out of there at the same exact time. Good for them figuring out life, pretty much. Tone Diggs has a question for you, right? Yeah, Ian, apparently Big Mike, uh, he's calling plays now. And he's calling plays, and he's just saying, yeah, G-Don, 310, Don out, right. And Dak has no idea what he's saying because of his Pittsburghese accent. Um do you think Cowboys will bring in an interpreter um, and Mike, Big Mike will call the plays and then someone will 
and then Billy interpret Gardell. for Dak. Billy Gardell is not. Yeah. No, that'd be yes. the same thing. Yes, I do thing. think that will happen. Yeah. No, okay. you know what he really needs to do, and this is like I know you're sort of joking, but I'm being I'm serious. He should watch the show. <laughs> he should watch the show, and you guys are very, very Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, we should. Are. You, know. you should show him what people talk like, and then he would kind of get acclimated. It's kind of, it'd be a, you know what he should do. This is actually even a better idea. Should come he home should fly to fly to Indy for a week, total immersion. Yep. Yeah. Total immersion. We and then he would like the darkness. Out, he's probably come out talking like yeah. He's Pittsburgh. The yeah, they they say the best way to learn the language is just go to the country. That's right. Bingo. Drop him in. Yeah. We would love to be that, or if he just wants to go down to the. Down in the strip in Pittsburgh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just walk around for two, three days. They got great hotels down there. Mm-hmm. They got great, great scenes. Just got sandwiches. Sandwiches, oh. bars. What? There's, name it. There's everything down there. It, it is a it is a great or setup. Stick him in a steel mill for a week. Yeah. Yeah. Those are still a thing. Back to his roots. Absolutely. Have him in the Heinz factory. Not the one that turned into apartment complex. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, not that the one that turned one. into a mall. We're, we're actually uh, getting a new one. Hell yeah. Of course we are. Anyways, I do like the fact that. Big Mike McCarthy might be a like super yinzer mm-hmm. because he's been away from <laughs> Pittsburgh for a long time. Yeah. Still holds on to the accent when I assume a lot of people have told him, you know, not to get rid of it. Or he's talked to a lot of people that don't have it, still holds on to it. And also if he is, that means he's talking shit in there too a little bit. Oh, Dak, great throw on that. All right. We, hey, we won't run the plays that need that to have. Okay. Let's get a dice right down there nine. <laughs> And Dak's like, what, 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 what? Wow. Did you shit talk me in the middle of this thing? <laughs> All right, Dak. All right. Good call, Dak. Good play. All right, it's, we actually not, it's actually not bad. Ew, Big Mike, yeah, I love it. I mean, I've met yep. a thousand Big Mikes in my life. Mm-hmm. It just haven't been as good of a football coach. I hope they do well. They will. I hope they do well. Just like I hope you do well, pal. We appreciate the hell out of you joining us. What do you got? Any other news? Break Because remember, we talked to you last week. You said no news is going to break ever. Uh-huh. And then you said, I'm going to go golf. And then all of a sudden, bang, Boom. DeAndre Hopkins. Actually, Foxy has a question for you. Yeah, Ian, oh. is there another player in Detroit that's going to get suspended oh. for gambling? Or what the hell is going on in Detroit? And why isn't this happening anywhere else? These degenerates. Uh, I did see that report. Uh, I know that there is another discussion of, uh, like, and this is something I think we talked about when the initial, however many five players I think came out from the Lions and then the commanders that there was another, there might be a little more coming on this. I believe that is the case. I don't know specifically that it's a Lions player um, or that it's just a Lions player, but I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if something else came up when, when another investigation wraps up. And this is the kind of thing where, like, you know, I wish I could say, all right, well, like, that's it, guys. Like, everyone has learned, but it's 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 not like that. Like, well, unfortunately, there's going to have to be some trial and error. And, you know, understanding the rules, uh, knowing what you can do, the fact that you can gamble on any sports from the facility for team events, these are, like, these are important things. And I think players are learning some of that now. Well, hopefully everybody will learn and move on. Yep. And remember that the integrity of the game is of the utmost importance. All the money that everybody has everywhere around it is gone if people actually believe that the game can be cooked and booked every single weekend. It is up and to the right. And if people start thinking it is rigged and it is scripted Ooh. and there are people in it, for, it'll start doing this and nobody wants it. So fucking cut it out. With that being said. 
what was it? The entire University of Iowa's athletic department basically was gambling. Yeah, a, bun- on- a bunch of like players from different from different teams. Like, How are you going to get all those college kids? Mm-hmm. 150 kids on a team, 18 years of age to have to do stuff like that's going to be tough to kind of get under control. And then you think about this soccer player that came through this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This dude bet on his own team to lose seven yes, times, <laughs> and he obviously got suspended. But he was like, "Man, these motherfuckers stink around here." Yeah, no chance. Let's go ahead and bet. Let's go ahead and profit off. I mean, it's going to be tough whenever we're all hanging our head, but at least I'll be able to get a little ka-ching. Okay. It's like when you bet against your favorite team. It's like, yeah, if the team wins, I'll be so happy I lose the bet. But if we lose, at least I win a little bit of money. This guy's actually on a team yeah. thinking the same exact thing, and that's a problem. We need to get under control, Rap. We need to get under control. Alabama well, baseball I, coach. I imagine, and I don't, you know, I mean, yeah, the, the Alabama team. baseball coach one was wild. What happened? When was this? Uh, it actually might have been right after uh, you had your baby, but the Alabama baseball head coach, I think he bet against Bama, and they lost, like, I don't know. About- uh, no, so so what it was was he was in contact, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Alleged, certainly, on this show. After. In Ohio. He was, yeah, uh, Ohio, yeah. yeah. He was in contact with apparently a gambler in Ohio, and their pitcher was scratched before the game, and then there was some, like, weird activity on the game, and Alabama lost. And, like, I, it seems the insinuation is that he passed on that knowledge. Then he got fired, mm-hmm. as he should have, and Alabama has been on an absolute tear since then, which I guess that means. But. Hell, yeah. Oh, I forgot you're we dying. had a fucking asshole coach literally trying to get us to lose so he could profit in Ohio. Interesting. Was that wow. AJ? Who would have thought, AJ? <laughs> oh. Wow. You're the champion of Ohio. You yeah. got this stuff happening. Get together. Got that big mm. house. Basically the we wouldn't have got caught. Wouldn't have got caught if he told me. We'd be all right. Be okay. All right. Thank you, champion yeah. of Ohio. <laughs> we just figured it out. Thank you. Have a great weekend, Ian. Hey, remember, give thanks this weekend that you get to do what you do, you know? Yes. I will definitely give thanks, especially if I start hitting better chips and uh, maybe. You're a it's not just about your golf Come on. No, I'm saying you self-game, you fucking oh. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'm disgusted. Get Memorial the bricks, Day. you sack of shit. Yeah. When, did, hey, when did the kids get sent to Fiji or whatever it is? <laughs> yeah, you're lucky you're not speaking German. Uh, we, got, uh, we got another month to go. So today, well, except for right here, I've been hanging out with them. It's actually oh, nice. Really fun. Oh, that's why oh, you really? came on here. Dadding, not bad. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rapport. Thank you, buddy. Hey, Rapti. Yeah, if, my, if I start making some putts, I'll have a good Memorial Day weekend. It's like, You wow. son of a bitch. Just look around, dude. Look around. Yeah. Yeah. Say some phone calls before we get out of here. Didn't really learn much there. No. No, not at all. Yeah. talks were very real, though, up until the night before the draft. That's why our source yeah. says probably thought something was going to happen. Yep. Yeah. And you learned about that baseball, <laughs> Coach. Did Alabama baseball guy? I didn't know there was some fuckery. Yeah, yeah, they halted all betting on the Alabama games, um, and then they found out what was going on. Wild time right now. It's wild, wild west. It is in this whole new gambling excursion. I'm not saying it. I'm happy we don't. Have, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That is uh, right. Getting tangled up and all that. Seems like there's a lot happening and potentially going to happen. Oh yeah. They'll figure it out, though, because there's so much money, and it feels like regulators are. But there being different rules in every single state and different operations in every single state. It's an issue. And You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. it is. Uh, but these are the times. And, you know, like 20 years from now, whenever they look back, it was like, oh, it was a two-year period to kind of roll, three-year period to kind of get it all under control. It's like that doesn't seem that long, but when you're in it, long. Long oh, time. Yeah. A lot of shit can happen in those times. You know what I mean, AJ? I mean, think if you're, you're a head baseball coach of a big program – and all of a sudden, you get busted for this. You're not getting another gig. News. Can't get the fuck yeah, like, out of the no door. One's, no one's going to hire you. Like, would anyone? Would any D three school hire you? 
probably. I don't know. They hired your uh, buddy Todd Brenneman right after that happened. So Tom Brenneman, yeah. Say Todd? Tom, said, whatever Todd, his yeah. name is. Jack? What, Tom. What, Tom. Tom. He's got a front. There's a deep drive to left field. He's got a Chad in Florida. Still plays on the internet on the 500 front line. Chad, what's going on down there in Florida? What part and how hot is it? Oh, be done. It's hot as hell, boys. Hell yeah. How you doing? Keep it moving. All right. Nice. I got it. Hell yeah. Uh, first thing, uh, I just want to ask you guys is uh, Kyle Trask going to win that quarterback spot down uh, there in Tampa? I think he might. Mm-hmm. No. I saw, I saw Baker. They put a clip of Baker on there missing somebody by a good 10 to 15 yards. I saw that, too. They did do that. I don't know who was trying to get him to look terrible, but there was a narrative that he was missing people in routes versus error, and I certainly saw one ball, but Baker Mayfield's a guy. Mm-hmm. Remember, he went to L.A., did his thing. They paid him a little bit, but they did draft Kyle Trask, and they've kept Man, him around. Oh, feel good Friday, Chad. Come on. Uh, moral day. Read the room. It's got Trevor in Michigan on the 5 Energy phone line. Trevor, what's going on, pal? How's it going? Keep it moving. Nailed it. Long time listener, first time caller. Hell yeah. Hey, uh, Kelvin, back in the facility yesterday. Is there a chance the curse has been uh, lifted? And uh, when's your guys still out to her coming through Detroit? (laughs) All right. Thank you, Trevor. We appreciate you. Have been looking at dates for a show in Detroit. Can't wait to do that. Live up our end of the bet since the Detroit Lions did beat the Green Bay Packers in week 18, although it did not propel them into the playoffs. Mm, That was part of it. Because something happened earlier in the day, which is an absolute bummer. We'll be raising money for a charity of TJ Lang's choice. Can't wait to see him and get up to Detroit. Uh, Yeah, Calvin Johnson back in the building is good. Big dap up with big MCDC. This is good, Foxy. You got to be happy about this. Yeah, I'd say this is probably the most important thing the Lions have done in quite some time. We've been talking about this for like four years at this point, that the Calvin Johnson curse is real, and it just so happens team's getting good. The relationship with Calvin's getting better. That's just not a coincidence, I don't think. So, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, maybe Calvin's telling him, instead of placing a sports bet, why don't you smoke some dope? Yes. Yeah. Do that instead. Exactly. Right, Yeah. Now. Right. Yeah. Calvin also is a giant. Look at him hugging Dan Campbell, and he's much bigger than him. Calvin's awesome, dude. Yeah. MCDC's massive. massive. Remember when we saw him? Oh my so jocked. So ridiculous. jocked. So Proper jocked. Stock. That's the cost of doing business. Is the That's literally the motto for the Detroit Lions this year. Cost of doing business is on the back of the shirt right there for OTAs. That is team motto yeah. for 2023. Hey, you want to be sore? Yeah, that's cost of doing business. business Long hours watching film, it's cost of doing business, man. All right, business is going to be good. If business ain't good, we're all gone. We're out of the business. So that's cost of doing business. What a th- I love that. That's cool. so awesome. I've never heard that before. Have you, AJ? I have not. No. It's like, I like it. All in, you know, we're mm-hmm. we're all we got. Do like, your job. Do, all those things are normally the motto. This one's like, that's cost of doing cost business. Cost of doing business, man. <laughs> man, I haven't been home in like two weeks, man. <laughs> hey, it's cost, cost of doing, doing business, business man. man. I got a couple of assistant coaches that are messed out of their minds, haven't seen their kids for the last two years. Hey. Cost of doing business, man. Sorry about it, man. <laughs> You want to win or not, there's only one trophy unless there's a replica. What was that? I don't know. I don't love it. <laughs> Man, that was a letdown. I mean, what we haven't talked about is uh, the attempt by Mitt to pick it up uh, as well. That was in the off-air time. We don't need to. Let's okay. go to the phones. <laughs> Mitt was a champion today. He yeah. was. He was. That's why I'm most happy that the Larry O'Brien trophy came because Mitt got a chance to hoist it and get a photo. Yeah. yeah. Mitt's a champion. Thank you, Mitt. Thank that you, boy, Mitt. Mitt. Congrats, too, Mitt. Yeah. Congrats, Congrats Mitt. Mitt. You did it. Hey, Mitt, wait a wait a. Do we have Mitt Cam back there? Hey, Mitt, wait a go. Hey, yo, Mitt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Fuck it, coach. Dude, you're a champion, dude. Not LeBron isn't this year. Oh, oh yeah. big screen. But you are, dude. Oh, hell yeah. Mate, you should see you, dude. You should see you're on the backboard, Check mate. Check it out. Fucking look at me, dude. Hey, man, dude. Got a bottle of Jack Daniels right there. Yeah. <laughs> Empty, too. All right, baby. Baby, man. Fuck yeah, dude. This dude house and Bud Lights in the back. What? <laughs> Coke Zero. Hey, baby, man. Way to be champion. Keep going, man. man. All right, let's get the hell out of here. Have an incredible weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday. Um, I do believe that you should this weekend potentially look in the mirror and say, you know what? Fucking lucky to be here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has the perfect situation and circumstance. I understand that. People have been through a lot. A lot of people have been through a lot. But for us to get to this point, to live in the time that we do, and not everybody's living a dream, but hopefully everybody will be able to at some point. A lot of things had to happen in the past to get here for our particular country. Mm-hmm. And Memorial Day is a great time to kind of look back and go like, hey, a lot of badass motherfuckers did some shit so that we could potentially be here and do what we do. So just say thanks, you know, and enjoy the hell out of yourself. Yeah. Hell I think yeah. that would be the best way to kind of mm-hmm. pay tribute to everything that happened is have a good time, say thanks, and why not, you know, be nice to somebody else as well. Hmm. Be a friend, tell a friend something nice. From all of us to all of you, we are so incredibly thankful we get to do this. Cheers, and have a great three-day weekend. Goodbye!